0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of DOD 45. I'm Ty of Art by Ty and hello Adrian.
1: Hello.
0: Um, So today, do you know who we have uh, joining us today?
2: So I have to admit something, I do. Usually I kind of stay out of it with this, but I thought, okay, you had mentioned to me who it was and I thought, okay, I've never heard of this guy before, so I should at least give a listen to his music and see, see if I connect to it on any level or whatever. So I look him up, it sends me to his band camp and I go to band camp and I start to listen and I'm like instantly hooked. He oh, said, yeah, he's saying something and this, you know, when I go for a run every day, I spend the last like 20 minutes of it walking. I finish, and then I walk for 20 minutes and I try to discover new music. And usually if I discover something new, it's something with lyrics that are actually speaking right. and saying something. And then if I find somebody, then I'll go and I'll look up through their Spotify and s- see what the rest of their music is like. And often it's usually just the one song that speaks. So I'm going through his album Anti.
3: I'm tired of people saying they understand this game of entitlement, pride, petty fame. Of people who swear they've got something to lose with nothing to gain. Listen, I got nothing to prove.
2: And every song is amazing. Mm-hmm. I had to just sit down and listen because he was actually telling. Um, he was. He had something to say. Yeah
0: he definitely does
2: and listen to this so i feel like if so his voice was just it caught me as something i recognized and i figured out if saul williams saul williams and david diggs had a baby it's uh, sorry we haven't even introduced him yet
0: no i know you just (laughs) fired out of there like a Yeah, (laughs) but it's all right. That's good.
2: But listen to this. Okay, so. Go ahead and listen. Black him. Stacey? No, go That's ahead what you're and listen. Play. I know. Go I ahead. Know. Tell awesome. tell us who we're going to.
0: Well, today on the show, we're having Black Lick.
3: Fuck that. If you're listening to this, I already died. I wake up every day ungrateful to be alive. If you wonder how I feel, nigga, I feel dumb. I'd rather die of starvation than fight over crumbs. Last week, I took my mom to the hospital, nigga. I'm down a couple thousand and the threat getting bigger.
0: Which is uh, my, um, uh, I think, short for Black Liquid.
2: Yes. So listen to this. I don't know if the mics will pick this up or if you'll what. But, okay, so here's Saul Williams.
3: I used to hump my pillow at night, the type of silent bed to make myself prepare for the light. Me and my cousin used to rank the girls between one and ten, and the highest number.
2: Okay. Oh, but I didn't pull him up. Hold on. That's okay. I'll and then to- no, here's David. Listen to this
3: red brush lipstick she just crush a lot every pun pales a comparison a joke to a jester she inundated with dick thick becoming conservative uh
0: yeah you're i think you're exactly right uh, hopefully you'll bring that up to him i don't know sometimes it's weird uh, i think for artists to be compared to somebody well i'm not
2: comparing them no
0: i know you're not uh, i'm saying i was gonna say that I don't think that that's gonna seem like a uh, uh, comparing him. So I, I think you should bring that up to him. It's pretty. That's pretty awesome. Plus, it's like
2: a merging of sound. It sounds familiar.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I totally hear. I'm way more familiar with uh, um, with Saul Williams. Yeah. So I agree with you. He's definitely like Saul Williams. Uh, uh, so you know, uh, I'm trying to get rid of those us. <laughs> So Blacklick, just he's recent. Did you have something else you were going to say? Well, follow? I was
2: just going to say that I, um, I mean, not really. Like I had a, a, I made a whole bunch of notes because I was just so blown away by this guy and what he was saying. Like when I listened to the first, like maybe six minutes, seven songs, I don't know, five, six songs, I learned from him that his mom sleeps on his couch. He did a TED talk, which I watched and it was amazing. He teaches kids to rhyme yeah
0: i was gonna on that
2: and um his dad is serving life yeah and then he'd like i just love he calls out bs on social media so
0: that his lyrics and his songs i have i'm curious if that's um if he's def- definitely uh, retelling it, or if it's hyperbole, or if it's uh, definitely what's what's going on in his no, life. No, he's definitely yeah, speaking. It's very awesome. I was going to ask him about that. So he's he's um, newly signed to Strange Famous Records, which is Sage Francis, Francis's record label. Uh, his newest album out is called "Time Is the Price." Uh, Mopes uh, produced that album with him, and we'll have Mopes on the show. We're gonna have.
2: So uh, Mopes uh, is a producer DJ or just
0: producer DJ? rapper. Okay. and producer mc that probably yeah yeah the whole deal
2: because i listened to that um time album after time is the price yeah, yeah. whatever is on spotify um and i realized why i've never heard blacklick before because he has like 40 yeah. albums
0: it's uh, you, like stealing the words right out of my
2: <laughs> sorry should i just no, be quiet no 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 but it's i'm just, like how have i never heard this guy yeah. but then i I go to his Spotify and he's just got the one album on there. With yeah, mopes.
0: yeah, he's got. So yeah, yeah, on on um, on most streaming platform, I mean, that album is only available. Oh, shit. Uh, so yeah, that's what I was gonna say. While that album is the only album that's available on m- a majority of the s- streaming platforms, I counted something like forty albums on his Bandcamp, and uh, went through. A, Almost all of them. Yeah, all of them. Almost all
2: of them are named (laughs) now, or was it now?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. That's and those are based off of his. So he's a radio DJ. Uh, He does. He has a radio show. I think it's in Richmond. And here's something you may not know. Uh, A good friend of ours, Will Armstrong, who is also a host of the independent podcast, the the Independent Independent. Artist Podcast, and a fellow artist, traveling artist. He's so he's a friend of ours. He told me that. Blacklick used to do a show before Will's show. Because Will used to be a radio DJ. In Virginia? In in Richmond, yeah. so kidding. Yeah, somehow when I posted that we were going to have Blacklick on the show, Will reached out to me. Or you know what? Actually, I didn't even say that we were going to have Blacklick on the show because we didn't know if we was going to be on yet or not. But Will had reached out to me when Blacklick's album just dropped. And Will just texted me and said, like, hey, what do you think of uh, Blacklick? I hadn't heard of him until Strange Famous. Uh, until he came out on Strange Famous, but yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. He's like, "Yeah, man, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have him on the show." I was talking to Sage at the time, so I thought that was pretty cool. He said, also, uh, Will also said that Blacklick taught the hip hop class at Will's uh, Will's kids' school.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he is a teacher, and he teaches kids to rhyme, which I think is amazing. Giving back to your community in yeah. a way that's. Um, not boring.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, something interesting for kid. Yeah, because it is definitely hard to connect with teenagers as just like a regular teacher that stands up there and draws on the chalkboard.
2: And he might not even. It might be younger too.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, he's also featured on Alexander Brown's very new album. Alexander Brown is a producer who I just did the album cover for. Uh, called the album is called Glow Kid, and uh, Blacklick is. Featured on the song "What's the Difference"? It's a really cool song. That whole album of Alexander Brown's is fantastic. We're also going to be having him on the show here pretty soon. Uh, Blacklick is out of Richmond, Virginia, and mostly all I know of Richmond or even Virginia is like all the Civil War history. Do you know anything else about Richmond? Well, I
2: do. The which I found I found that funny. Um, that their logo or their slogan is isn't it? I think it is. Virginia is for lovers.
0: I don't know. I, I told you, I don't know I don't anything know. about Virginia. He, he has
2: like an album or a t-shirt or something that says Virginia is for haters. Oh, that's right. Yes, I, I saw his shirt. I thought, thought that, that was, was a spend.
0: cool shirt. I hope he sells those. Well, I, I mean, didn't
2: even get to that part of his band camp. I was just...
0: Yeah, going through all 40 <laughs> of his albums.
2: No, I was just listening to that anti-album and well, that one with Mobs. But that anti-album was from 2019, so it's still pretty relevant.
0: Yeah. Well, I love his voice as well. It's... Uh, I'm glad that you pointed out that it had a very Saul Williamsy sound to it because it was very familiar to me when I first heard him. Um, and I am I, I guess I am slightly embarrassed or or ashamed that I haven't heard of him before, but that but I guess that doesn't even matter because I've heard of him now. and uh, I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, you know what it was like.
2: When I oh, in my head, I' started listening to that first song. the second song on that anti album i can't remember it doesn't matter what it was but um it was i in my head it felt like you know remember the reading rainbow book and it opens up and there's like all this light, and then a rainbow that comes out and butterflies and like whoa it was good that is
0: that's a brilliant way to describe it you're much better at being able to give descriptive terms to things because i had a similar experience when I the very first song I ever heard of his was from that album, uh Life uh Time Time is the price. And I just wanna I wanna uh, the, the opening line on that album.
3: I write rhymes for the reasons that you don't you fuck. I did shows with major artists and realize that they suck. All my heroes ain't dead, they just making a living. I know a whole lot of bitches and ain't none of them women.
2: Yeah, I heard
0: that. Yeah, that's like a that I was hooked. On and his, I, I don't want to go too deep because I'm going to tell him about that. Did,
2: did you watch his TED Talk?
0: Yeah, I didn't, no.
2: It, it was only like four minutes long, but I have to rewatch it. He gave so much information in such a profound way that I'm like, I'm going to have to watch this like six or seven times to let it all sink in, what he's saying. And then he also had a line that I, I also related to, which was, I hate everything, even my own music. I don't even know why I do this. But, like, in life, you're always doing something that you're passionate about. And you're like, what? What am I even bothering doing this for? Yeah. Like, I hate this. I don't even like it. Yeah, But I have to do it.
0: I I mean, it it appears that he's very good with his words. And not only that, being able to express himself. So I definitely want to ask him about where he got that skill to express himself. Because that is, you know, a lot of people have that have so much in them, but they have no outlet. They have no way to express it. Much like I talk about often on our show, uh, vocally and verbally and vocabulary-wise, I struggle a lot to express myself, but I have my drawing to be able to dump everything that I'm trying to say. I'm trying to get better at this. With The podcast is definitely a way for me to uh, get better at expressing myself. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to him uh, I just, oh, I was going to say he just did, he recently just did a show with um, Dessa of Doomtree, I think a couple of nights ago, so I want to ask him how that went, and uh, yeah, there's there's uh, plenty to talk to him about, and I, I guess I'll bring it up, we, we kind of, he we have been planned to be in the schedule at some point, we just didn't know when, but like this morning we woke up to, he a, to a car crashing into our car, and so it was a weird way to wake up. And then I got a message from Sage Francis, and Sage was like, he can go today. And so like, we just like, boom, yeah, let's do it. it. together. So I came up with my drawing for him today, literally 10 minutes ago. And uh, so he's here. He's ready. Uh, let's go ahead and. and well, and,
2: let's take a quick break from a word from our sponsor. Oh, and yeah. Then we'll be right back.
0: Our sponsor. We'll be right back with Blacklick.
2: Are your walls blank and begging to be decorated? huh. Or are you tired of having art that is basic? Yes. It has never been easier to purchase art that is just as unique as you. At ArtByTai.com, you can find art prints and original pieces of artwork done by master pen artist Tai Taiwalihi. But that's not all. You can also shop ready-to-hang limited-edition art and a new children's book, as well as coffee table books. So don't spend another moment looking at walls that don't reflect who you are. Go to ArtByTai.com today. Do it now.
0: all right so hey um Blacklick uh, I want to thank you for joining us today um, it's it's a pleasure to have you on the show thank you thank you thank you let me
4: let me slide this a little bit too my homie uh I gotta have my homie in the background for y'all too real quick let's see if I can get him. Let's see I know he's there. Where are you at Where are you there you go.
2: Y'all see Nick my Cage? man's
4: Nicholas Kitty. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> you and Slug.
4: Yeah, you. you that's Slug. that's where it came from. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, that's my man, Joe. You know, and uh, we always joke back and forth about it. And yeah, he uh, he got me, so I got him. So I wanted to make sure it was in there so that he knows. That's funny because that, uh, it's a part of my life.
0: That's funny because I at most of my all my closest friends know the one, the person that I have just not liked forever was a was uh, Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, yeah? But we, yesterday, two nights ago, I was out with my really close friend who we talk about movies all, all the time. And mm. he was like, okay, tonight's tonight, you prove it to me. Let's go through all the movies that you will at least say that Nick Cage is good in. And there was like 20 of them. So I'm really not a hater as much as I thought I was.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: I, hey, look, the thing is, man, is that Nicolas Cage like, on the, on the start of my album, I, I had that line in there because it's like, yo, you can laugh at Nicolas Cage all the time. But then eventually you realize that, like, this guy is incredibly talented. Yeah, And he's and it's his versatility. And and I, I believe Nicolas Cage has thrived. Like, one of my biggest premises is how much I'm going like tell you my story. Like, when I first started doing this, God knows when, I realized the one way I'd never run out of things to talk about is if I tell my life story and what's happening to me and with me. And, um... When Nicholas Cage does, because I consider that to be a very challenging form, uh, he challenges himself. And that's what allows him to have have that feeling of being driven by by what his what his field is, what his passion is, is still like constantly pushing himself to bring a piece of himself into something new. And that's why I can. I'm also a big. I am also known as a cigologist. And Seagal, he kind of got lazy with the films. You know, he started just playing like this Neapolitan form of different ethnicities as this one universal character who was always against the CIA, but yeah. the CIA, black ops, keeps it, keeps a certain gun, all this kind of stuff. But like Nicholas Cage, you never know who's gonna show up. Right. And even to this day, I'm so you know like, I mean, I can go on and on. But I'm gonna tell you, man, if you have not seen bad uh bad lieutenant 2, port of new orleans it you like is,
1: that
4: oh my god that movie is horrible and it's great <laughs> i i haven't it's, watched it I,
0: bad lieutenant the, first, the, the original bad lieutenant was one of my favorite movies of all time oh but, yeah harvey
4: cartel killed it but I, yeah. I will tell you this nicholas cage had never seen the original when he made the new one <laughs> and it's it's just like it is it is a a must watch. If you were to say, "Hey, Black, what's one movie I should watch today?" I would say, "Yo, okay. you need to watch that Bad Lieutenant too. Like it is, it is special."
0: Okay, well, it, we—that's all I could say. We, uh, Adrian and I, just watched uh, Pig, and uh, it was, it was, it was fantastic. Like that's. Just... Oh yeah, he was, was that not? Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and, I, think and, um... I didn't
2: like the ending.
0: Oh, Adrian hated the
2: ending. Did I? Didn't I? <laughs> I always forget a movie well, right after I well, watch I, it. I
0: don't want to spoil it, but. Oh,
2: I think I didn't like the ending, but I do remember it was like truffles and.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was well, good. I thought that it was a, a brilliant, um, a brilliant lesson on, on loss and and how loss is uh, is often what we end up hanging on to yeah. after we lose something. And the, uh, the intensity and tension of all the interactions of his character with the different narrative elements, it constantly made you instinctually expect violence. And instead, what you had is the violence of emotion. So I, I was really impressed by, because I don't go to the theater that often, but me and my homie, my, my man Bando, we went and saw that. And um we were expecting it to be like some crazy shit. And instead, it was just such a... um Such an incredible, like you have to be in a place to appreciate a movie like that or shall I say a film because that was some film shit. But it was really just really incredible how they did. Like when the guy eats the food and he starts to cry, it's like emotions are are more exact than the approximate aspect of language. And we spend our entire lives trying to describe something because we don't understand it. It's only the things that we no longer have to put into words that we truly have an understanding of. And I mean, with your art, your medium here, a picture is worth a thousand words, they say, but pictures themselves are, you know, they they represent the assumptions of different thoughts and interpretations, let alone your gift of taking perhaps something that's three-dimensional and presenting it on a 2D format. Like all these different things represent the greatness and brilliance of the mind, and also sadly, the limitations of the human experience when we try to communicate to each other. But yeah. it's, that's the beauty of these art forms though. And is that we can we can touch somebody just in an instant and, and through a sense that's beyond the the obvious one which would be sight like for him to hit the hardest villain instead of having a fight it was done through a meal yeah like
2: through love and
4: it it was it was incredible well so just like, the I, fact I that that was the
2: way he,
0: he that was his way that was how he was gonna sh- that was the way he was gonna prove to that to that guy he's like I'll just cook you a meal and you'll discover on your own all this hatred you had towards me. And I, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're better, you're so much better with words than I am.
2: You are, you're awesome. Oh, well,
1: thank you. I just yeah, watched I, your
2: TED talk.
1: and oh, I just really?
2: got done saying in the intro, I was like, it is amazing, but I'm gonna have to watch it like seven more times to like, let what you're saying marinate <laughs> into, or what you said oh, marinate well, into my head because your vocabulary is so good. And just so your the your way with words is so good that I'm like, ooh, I just get perked on these other parts of it and I forget to listen to the sentiment of what you're saying. So I gotta go back and do it again and well, do it again. Thank it again
4: you. Again. Thank you. I uh I was I was put in a very intimidating situation for that. They told me I was gonna be in the middle and then the day I got there, they're like, Yeah, you're at the end, you're headlining the TED Talks. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> hey, I didn't write that. I just got up there and said it. So like it was uh, it was one of those things. Like, I really do believe in the in the trust fall of creativity, and I just connected with the audience and let go. And I walked away, no, like finding out that I had apparently said something that has had so much meaning. And that was one of the most life life changing moments for me. And it was just something that like I had applied for a job at that place a long time ago and didn't get it, and got played, and and it got lost in a rich neighborhood. And it, it was a challenge for me to decide, like, yo. Are you really going to pursue this as your true your purpose and your passion Are you going to let it take you where it takes you even if it takes you through hell and i chose and uh to be back there full circle like that it um it was truly something that was so meaningful for me and then for me to be able to communicate to people something that has motivated so many other people is like just it's beautiful so like thank you so much i did i did a show with dessa uh sunday night yeah i was going to ask you how that show went Always oh, banging, man. And but after the show, somebody came up to me and told me they watched the TED talk, and I was like, "Get out of here!" Like I, I always forget that, like that's out there because you know we we get caught up in this idea. I loved in your email the, the discussion of the fact that this is very much you know conversational driven because we get caught up so often in trying to promote this or that that we forget that there's it's the other things about us that truly are the most interesting. People put themselves behind their products when their product should just be something that I, it helps you say, okay, this is a way that I can quickly experience what this person is. But again, my meaning is not just in records. It's it's in talking and and doing things and trying to help people. So like it was really, really beautiful. And you know, Dessa's crowd is the kind of people who are into that. Yeah. So it was a it was a great show. And you know, I'm real raw when it comes to performing, I'm real raw and aggressive. You know, I get to, I get it in. Yeah. So like I was able to hit them with that, but also like tailor it and, and make the show like a conversation. And then, I um, had a lot of conversations afterwards.
0: Do, do you feel like it's one of the benefits uh, of this? New, like, I know there we a, there's a lot of discussion about internet and stuff kind of being the decline of society and all those sort of things. But for from an artist standpoint,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we talk about it quite a bit. How back then, when we just kind of got music out. You would maybe see liner notes but you never really knew anything about the particular artist that you know whose album you bought but now we know so much about the artist and i feel like it amplifies the music to, to like when you're listening to someone's album and you can hear what they're saying and know a little bit about their background it just adds to what you're what you're gaining from the music i feel i i, I don't know
3: yeah it,
4: it depends on your perspective on world building some people believe that the, they have to create a castle of ego in order for you to actually be interested in what they're doing and and that's where i think the medium and the opportunity betrays the artist but like the best ones um or to say the ones that i feel the most are the ones who do they um their music is like a garnishment for their world because ultimately you want it like this day and age, the game is designed around getting people to follow the brand. And the brand has to be authentic in my world. So yes. when I can look at an artist and I know that they're like, they are who they are and their music is is nothing more than an extension and it is still a depiction of that. It makes me want to listen to that, to their music more. It makes me want to look at that. It makes me want me to play that, it makes me want to play their music on the radio more. Like it's all the kind of thing where it's like, yo, I know I'm sharing a piece of this person's life versus just some shit they made up to sound cool yeah. and that the internet is a great way to like vet that
2: so i will admit that i had never heard of you before you had said something about one of his posts you need to get that started
0: well no I, yeah we, i will have to start the timer to start drawing but this so i like the opening
2: <laughs> i had never heard of you and then as the the three of us know this just kind of like happened real quick this interview mm-hmm. today so i thought okay I better listen and figure out who this guy is before, you know, we get in here. And I was just saying this on the opening. And so I Google you, you come up on Bandcamp. And so I, I click on your album, Anti, and I click on Mm. the song Anti. And I'm like, I'm hooked. You're telling Mm -hmm. something that's real and that is authentic. You know, I guess real and authentic is the same, but I, I, was like okay let's go back and you had one song before that so i just listened to the whole album through and every single song i was learning about you rather than just you just saying stuff you know just making making rhymes and beats and things that all don't mean anything yeah
0: you are really good at expressing your story or telling your story That seems to be your gift.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you, in the first couple songs I learned, um, your mom sleeps on your couch. Mm -hmm. You did a TED Talk, which is how I found out. Uh, You teach kids to rhyme. Your dad is serving life. And that you call out BS on the media, like social media.
1: Constantly. like, (laughs)
2: Like everything I'm hearing, I'm like, okay, this guy is real. He's not just like making stuff up to make people happy. He's telling his own story
0: yeah 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 I, I i i often get hit up from young artists who are like how can i how can i get successful how can i and i always say there's there's not there's just there's not a way uh, but the one thing i can tell you is be authentic be true to what who you are and if you are that way the people will find you because people want real true and authentic they want that off that's what you th- when people love something the, they may not be able to pinpoint why they love it, but it's because it's authentic.
4: And that's that's uh, that's how that's how like things lined up with me and Strange Famous, and like you know me and Mokes, we did the album "Time Is the Price," and that was like my debut on Strange Famous. And what changed between me and Mokes when he started sending me beats was I started like at first I was like I'm gonna do some songs for this guy just to let him know you like, yeah I can rhyme all that, but then I started telling like my stories and. I had no idea that like that would hit him in such an unusual way that it would steer the situation because I, I'm just so used to at this point, that's my focus. It's like me to you so that you can see what you can get over and do. And um and what you can get through more importantly. And you know, that that has been who I am and what I do. And there's no there's no like expectation or goal beyond that, because I do believe that there's, there's no one way, but your way is one. And as long as you stick to your way, you know, at the end of the day, things will work out. And, and you, of course, you have to make plenty of decisions. I I always try to demand people to be responsible in their lifestyle and whatnot, but like I've I've made a shitload of mistakes in my time, but I like to tell those stories. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's really what, um, what the music has been about for me and then everything else. And it's just, it's exciting when when people find me, like for you to say you hadn't heard of me is like one of the best things because now you remember me and you'll learn about me. I hate when I feel like I know something because yeah. that means I've decided that I no longer need to learn about it. It just becomes part of my ignorance based upon assumption. That's why I love teaching kids because they have the, uh, the they have the, uh, shall we say, the ignorance of the premise versus the the, the knowledge that leads to ignorance when you're an adult. They have the ignorance of you for the opportunity to learn, whereas we just, we think we know about it, and it's like, eh, all right, cool, I know about that shit.
0: Oh, and I like, uh, I do have to start this time, but oh, I yeah, like right to it. say I like to say to people all the time, the best way to learn is to teach.
4: <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm telling you, one of the greatest decisions I ever made in my life was to get involved in education, and that just happened on some random stuff. Yeah. Teaching
2: is so difficult, yeah. too. Uh, you have to, no. unders- you have to know I got how, the
0: phone. That's my phone. I don't know why we'll it's sorry,
4: oh, uh, it's your yeah. brother. There's another wrong with that. I got one of those,
2: a brother or a phone. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> just bro- oh, that's, weird. Cause he never calls so- me.
2: So. That is, that's the kind of call that makes you nervous.
4: Yeah, I feel yeah. you on that right. I yeah, heard yeah. the ringtone that's pretty nervous enough in itself <laughs> that's why I, I don't like talking on the phone all that much
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. the tail bill's coming she's coming yeah with her
0: okay so uh, that's the this just the opening discussion right here is like mm-hmm. my most favorite thing before we start into the show because i want this experience is to learn about you and learn and what you can teach uh, me and even my audience uh, i don't necessarily go out of uh, my point. Nec- oh, shoot i'll skip that i sometimes start going somewhere and then i get lost so <laughs>
4: oh no hey look trust me i
0: i know that feeling
2: he's a pensmith not a wordsmith. yeah that's right <laughs>
0: uh i do want to say i i also had had First, only discovered you when you signed with Strange Famous, and um, when that album came out, uh, time, uh, uh, time is the price. And mm-hmm. your opening line in intro, your opening <laughs> bars, those opening bars immediately told me who I who I was gonna follow for the rest of my like it's, I'm gonna listen to your music for the rest of my life because it was just it was it was just it was on point. Everything about it said who you were and your sentiment and and I'm sold so thank you so much uh for that for hooking me right thank off the you. bat cuz then I went thank and saw you. you have about 40 albums on your Bandcamp so oh yeah that uh
3: the the Bandcamp
4: thing too I'll tell you guys if you navigate that like the now tapes when I um I celebrated being on the radio for 10 years by going through like a good two and a half years of radio shows of me freestyling and um at like going through and creating mixtapes off of those freestyles. So like the now tapes, that's some special shit to me that I hope that as the uh, other path of discovery takes place for others through like awesome opportunities like this, that they do eventually fall into that place because like, man, I was living during those moments, man. Yeah. And it's stuff that I wouldn't write about or or like, or it's done in a way that I wouldn't write. And that's what is bled into what I do now, certainly but it's just something I am immensely proud of because it's like, um, you know, not many people can say they have 120 freestyles that are all dope without curse words that are from a live session. Nothing's written. Yeah. It's all oh, just wow. straight up. It's all awesome. Yeah. Prepare yourself. You can do it in any order. <laughs> they're all just, they're all bound by a theme more so than, um, than anything else. Like I mean, number 12 is kind of like, cause it is the final one out the whole year's series. It's a little more like, I guess definitive in some ways, but it's also like the thank you tape. So any of the other ones though, have at it, man.
0: Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's where I'll def- <laughs> we definitely want to send everybody to to your band camp to see uh uh to get a to get a whole load of of,
4: of who you are. Or <laughs> well, they will be the but they be destroyed.
2: Al- the mopes album isn't on there.
3: Yeah, no. no, that's
4: on yeah, that's on Strange Famous's joint. You know what I'm saying? We oh, kept okay. it there because that's gotcha. like that's that's my uh I, I i just to have and also i saw an email i don't care what the time is bro i got i'm good i, okay. I, I ran a, I ran a million errands today <laughs> okay. so that i would be free for this like sage sage hit me and the last minute i was like hell yeah i'll just shift everything around so i condensed my plan knocked it all okay. out and i'm all yours
0: i like to set the timer so it forces me to be able to to get the drawing just recently though i started doing a quick outline first so mm-hmm. that because i realized when i was watching back my old episodes it's kind of boring to watch the part when i'm kind of trying to figure it out and i'm able to get a little more done now when i have the the design laid out so i'm gonna be oh, doing cool. that black cat for you
4: hell yeah yo kitty thug that's what i'm talking about <laughs> I, I got three hanging in the crib right now man take care of three kitty thugs and my mom's man and, and it's a yeah, it's an adventure every day it's love and loss man
2: how is your the, mom
4: driving me crazy as always but you know better than um, better than ever in my opinion, like she she's got some steps to take on her path to full recovery, but she is um she is definitely thugging it out and um you know it's just it's one of those things you learn so much about life when you end up being the parent of your parent. and uh, it, we had some scares this year. She almost lost a foot. We thought Is that uh, she, diabetic? she had nah. nah it was um, it was off of a circulatory issue because of the fact that uh, the circulation wasn't that good towards the feet. And um, she did a compression stock, as it turned out. But she had it. She had like a wound or something. And then because of the lack of circulation, you know, which affects the lymphatic system and everything else, she didn't get um, she it didn't heal and just got more infected. And then that messed with her mind. And that's when things got really weird. Yeah. And so I got I got to witness and experience a lot of strange stuff, but um, you know God was on our side, man. And they told me flat out, they were like, "Yeah, they they called her the BKA because they were going to do a below knee amputation, oh. and she had one weekend to to see what kind of healing she could do on a wound vac. And they were like, "Yo, like she's already started regenerating tissue. Oh, this awesome. is incredible." And she was able to completely heal, and um, at the same time, her mind was also healed because the infection was gone. So, like, it was, uh, it, you know, God works mysterious ways. I always believe my mom, when she passes away, would just disappear like a Jedi. yeah, Like, just, poof, because <laughs> she's she's gotten, I, I, I believe when it's your time, it's your time. Like, I right. almost died over the weekend, you know? Yeah. And, um, Wait,
0: wow. He posted that about a car, you almost hitting that, getting hit by that car. The, yeah, that yeah. A
4: car just straight veered straight head on for me. Like, on an on a empty road, a car just decided, after stopping at a light, to just come head on at me. Flying, and I looked at it, and I was just like, eh, "It's not time." Yeah. And I just whipped right around that joint, man. It was like I was, like I was controlled. I drive left-handed typically. I'm like semi ambidextrous, but like I leave with the left off, and I was forced to right with the right. And um, I uh, I was driving, and my right hand just went up, and it just turned the wheel, and I hit the gas, yeah. and I just went right on by. And I was like, I mean, I've had those experiences a few times. And it always comes with a dialogue internally that tells me like this is it or this isn't it and like what's gonna happen. And then it does. And uh, you know, yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid of that shit. So like it uh it was it was definitely invigorated. And I was not the thing that came amazing was like I had to allow the the adrenaline to exist. I wasn't really excited or hype or nothing. It was just like, yep, four in the morning, almost get killed, another day in Richmond.
0: It's almost like you have you get a couple of those in lo- in life that you are able to take stock of it and go, oh, that's what happens when I came that close. You start yeah. to you start to build up a thing to real of recognizing it because I've had have had many just those and you, you she in fact I have, we had a similar one where she was driving behind us and she almost watched me and her two kids
2: uh our kids yeah married yeah
0: we're married so yeah (laughs) so she it was me and the two kids in the car and she was driving behind us and I just didn't I was I didn't notice a stoplight at a four-way going about 70 miles an hour and I just went right through it and she could see that I didn't see the stop sign you know from behind but she didn't want to honk or anything so because she was afraid I would turn and then I'd forget but we he would have
2: just all it needed was one second he needed to like figure out that there was a stop sign there because this car's coming and he's going and they're about to kiss and if i honk he's gonna look back keep going and then just get
0: and we were both going about mm. se- the car was going 70 i was going 70 and and i just looked at the car and saw this i, I loved what you posted the other day you said I don't have time for the shit right now.
1: Yeah, I but don't. That,
0: I had the same. I was just like, no, not gonna happen. My kids, me, I, and then I didn't. It just was a move. Like a, I we miss, I just did a move. I don't know. I just missed it. And then I, I took stock of. It was another one of those times where I'm like, well, just wasn't my time.
4: Yeah, and and that's. That's the thing. It's that's such a terrifying story, and I'm sure it was worse for her than it was for yeah, you. That's what I say all the time. <laughs> and, and you know that's, but that's the that's also the humbling truth of our existences is that just as as infinite as moments like that may seem, it does it represents the finite you know amount of time that we have, and we need those reminders to make the most of this shit. Because, that's right. like, I uh, I always try to tell people, you know, being one of the figures of the city's like hip hop world. I always try to tell people that like the journey is the most important part. And if you um once you realize you're not wasting time, you'll stop wasting time because hopefully you'll recognize the value of the time. That's how I came came to the conclusion that time is the price, because people have always said, yo, you've been doing this for so long, when are you gonna get on or this and that? And I was like, that's not what I'm doing. Yep. But the the cost of all this has always just been time. Everything that I do is fueled by time. And, uh manifested through effort and faith and lots of failure so you know wow. we're all at those intersections doing 70 man the question is are we in the car or behind it
0: that's right you ju- you just said something that reminded me of a uh Dell uh a deltron lyric he said something like uh it takes a, an entire lifetime to become an overnight success <laughs>
4: yep yeah. there it is man <laughs> yep yeah
1: <laughs>
0: All right, I'll just set this and then, or did I already set it? I don't I know. I don't know. Cause I, I didn't know. start drawing. Cause I, I, I always, I like to point you're out, just... I will be looking down at my drawing, but I am paying attention to everything
4: you're saying. Oh, but, no, no, yo, trust yeah. me. I, I believe I was like so fascinated by the premise cause I was like, this is gonna be one of them joints for you trade senses. Like when I rhyme, like live or uh, at the radio, whatever it is, I turn off one and to go ahead and tap into the other. But my, my words are my sight. And that's why I'm able to talk about what I'm seeing, but I can load that with what I'm feeling as well. So it's not a it's not a deviation or any sort of li- limitation. It's just a, a a transmutation of of the focus of creative energy. So I'm yep. excited to see how it works for you.
0: Well, and I my my biggest concern concern is that I feel like because I'm usually when I'm talking to people, I like the I like to look people in the eye, you know, and, mm-hmm. I, and I and I so I worry sometimes that it feels like I'm that people are worried that I'm not listening to what they're saying. So no, we're, looking into, have... we're
4: looking into each other's third eye, right? Now. That's, That's right. Is.
2: Hey, have you ever gotten your IQ tested? Cause you are extremely smart.
4: No, I have not actually. But thank you. But I never have. No, nah. it's one of those things, man. It's like psychosis and somebody tells me I'm crazy. I might believe it. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> oh so if you have a bad day and take an iq test and it's low then you're gonna believe that is that what you're well, saying
4: No, no. i mean i don't believe that i would never fail on an iq test i just believe that i would get what i'm supposed to but then if, if i have identifiers you know it and is. while it's certainly the challenge is to reinforce identity through my own perspective i just feel like they might know you know yeah. like and I, 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 I've, uh, I've always wrestled with that. Like, I've thought about taking one before, you know? Like, I've, I've thought about it a lot, but I've never done it because it always does make me feel like, well, you know, being intelligent doesn't mean that I'm smart. And in being, being wise, you know, wisdom is only recognized with those wise and understanding is the grand equality. So when people, people tell me I'm like deep, it's just like I said in the intro, people tell me all the time I'm so deep and so wise, when we have a conversation, they can't look in my eyes. It's like, you know, people will recognize wisdom and devalue their intelligence at the same time when it's like, no, if you understand me, then we understand each other, which means that we are truly equal. And I would never want to be put in a position where my ego off of a high IQ score would make me think I'm smarter than so-and-so or something like that's the other side of it because I I really want to meet people where they are.
0: You know yourself well enough to, to understand that could be problematic by doing that.
4: Most certainly.
0: Yeah, I'm afraid that I would come up. <laughs> mine would. I, I'm probably a little, a little, I feel like I'm smarter than I actually am. And.
4: <laughs> but you know, but the way that you know you can draw is by drawing, right? Yeah. It's not because it's some shit you did. That's right. It's because it's what you do. And so that's that's also like, that's the place I try to stay at. It's not that I can rap good or that I can write. It's that I, I will and that I do it. And that's, that's why I always tell people I, I rhyme, I don't rap.
2: I heard that. I heard you say that. Was that on, where did you say you said that on something? I just listened yeah. to all sorts of your stuff within the last hour or two. I'm like, I've heard that. I like that.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that, that's, that's
4: wild. Like to think about it like that. I'm so honored that, um, that you did. Like I, I've, as somebody who's done, you know, media and stuff too. And, and, you know, on my radio shows, I do interviews. I always try to treat people how I want to be treated. So like, the fact that she took the time—a crash course is always better than one that's been all these like things of like, oh, all right, cool. I know who this person is This is their song, this is their thing. Like, oh, cool, I know who they are. I know what I'm going to say. But like, instead to find out how those new those new emotions, because you know our instincts are usually you know pretty right, even if they're wrong, and because um, our instincts are based on on, on they're, they're our rawest feelings, they're the ones that we haven't had time to sit on. So like, when we instantly appreciate something. I believe that's like a great place to be. So, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and no, Adrian's thank picky. Thank you.
2: And I don't I am not I don't show emotion that's
4: pretty right.
1: much. Like <laughs> she doesn't. i keep well, I, it I on relate.
2: lockdown. You if I you normally you can't tell if I'm happy, sad, excited, depressed. Like it's a I'm pretty fair all the time, right? It's
0: uh We've fortunately been married for about 21 years, but early on, it was a very interesting way, thing to navigate.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, but... yeah I, I can imagine. I can Hiya. imagine. I'm the same way, man. I'm the same way. I'm not a big, I walk around places and everybody thinks I'm mad. I, I went and did a gig right. up in uh, Rhode Island and they were like, I heard somebody actually say, Yo, he smiled. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, these people are looking at me. And they must really think that I'm angry about something. And it's like, I, my anger does not mean that I'm mad. You know i'm angry about something certainly i'm angry a lot of, about a lot oh, of things yeah. all the time but it doesn't it doesn't mean that that's all i am and that's the problem is that some people who are mostly introverted they people like like me and you like we come across and people think that we're stoic and that we're not feeling or that we we uh don't have the ability because for our mood to really be anything but what it seems to be, because we're not expressing it. But then we make the mistake also of reading people who might be in a certain mood as that being all their feeling mm-hmm. and thinking. And it's it's a it's a coin that you know, regardless whether you make heads or tails of it, you know, it, it often results in assumption and misunderstanding. We well,
2: assumptions is super dangerous thing.
0: It certainly <laughs> is. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah. On uh, well. <laughs> I wanted to go on that, but I was going to leave that. Uh, we, we have a friend who um, used to do a radio show. After you, uh, he met, he texted me and he said, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah." He said something to the fact that like, oh, yeah, he may he seem like hearts, but he's a sweetheart. But um, <laughs> this this friend is uh, Will Armstrong. He used to do uh, a, yeah, with, yeah. he's a fellow traveling artist. Um, let let me let me hit you with a, a Sophie's Choice thing since it's one of the things that I do on the show.
1: Yeah,
0: that on uh, the first one, and since I can't ask him this, I'll hit you with it. Um, prolific or Mopes? <laughs>
4: uh, I... Mopes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always love the the prolific like uh, the moniker, but yeah, I mean, if you want, if you got to change it, you got to change it.
4: Yeah, I the, the reason why I liked the name prolific more. But when he told me that Mopes was his original rap name, and he said he felt like he'd come full circle. I said, I, How could I ever take a side on another man's yeah. circle?
0: Yeah. How, how, so how did how did that your um the album that you were working with mopes? How did that come about? How did you end up on strange famous?
4: but they are the I'll, I'll give you the abridged version, so it makes even more sense. basically yeah. what happened is the sage hit me up because uh we go back from numerous interactions and um me and B dolan are cool from hanging out with atmosphere when he was on tour and stuff like that. and um they hit me up because i told, I'd held them down on a date for a, a thing at the venue I used to throw events at. It all turned into just like you know friendship, like respect like that's what i I've, I've always. Carried you know everything I do by so when Sage hit me he asked me if I was interested in, in participating in this um strange famous and friends project they were doing I was like absolutely and they sent me a bunch of beats and um, I I was knocking them out quick like the 16s, because I work fast if something speaks to me I do it and um when when Mokes heard those those 16s because he was making the beats here heard the 16s and he was like yo who is this guy like what's his deal and um. Next thing you know, like he hit me up, and he was like, "Yo, you trying to do something together?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" So, um, because I I, I don't say no, man. I say let me know, and uh, we ended up like connecting. And then I just kind of shifted. I started with records that were like songs that were, you know, a few songs and different th- like concepts. And then I just started telling my story, and. Um, and then from there you know eventually say like when we when we were like yo well, I, I think i'm done you know i like i think we've we got it you know because we had one where it was like uh should we do this should we not And i was like yo this doesn't fit and then he ended up sending this up to sage and um sage was like yo, we got to do something with him and then we had a zoom call and, you know sage I, I love uh sage is about it man He's, he, yeah. he'll give you that business look you know what i mean <laughs> like when i met him in person here at that gig he was like, you know, he was in it, and I, like, you know, B. was the more affable personality. So I was really curious when we got on the line, like and did a Zoom with him and Storm and Motes and, and my partner BC. I was like, yo, you know, how's this going to play? And when I saw Sage smiling, I was like, this is it. This is this is the moment I've been waiting and working for for so long, and um, just to have a conversation and be seen. Like I, I never feel like I'm waiting, but I've always been just trying to earn a chance for somebody to like. Be interested in me and um they finally like you know it was it was just love from the get-go and i knew that like it's time man and that's kind of how it all came together and then i just constantly i bothered people by just how much i want to work and right. so i somehow didn't annoy sage and storm <laughs> and, and convince them otherwise and working with me with my maniacal ways and um it's been beautiful i i i, I like to uh I won't go on any further really, but I would just like to say that one of my most important things that I've been trying to share with people and also focus on myself is expressing appreciation and gratitude when you feel it, instead of thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna thank him at some time," or "I'm gonna like this has been a true dream come true." And to work with people who understand me and also are uh, willing to give me the opportunity to make decisions and be accountable, but but back me and share their own perspective and help me see myself outside myself with respect has been, and vulnerability has been just incredible. So, I mean, I can't thank Sage and Storm and, and Mokes, like, enough. Like, and Alexander, and Jesse, like, Cast One, and Early Adopt. Like, everybody just been so, so cool, man, and just real. It's just yeah, it's been, been amazing.
0: I feel like it's a great fit. I, I mean... It seemed like you just fit right in, like seamlessly. I don't know. I, I love the album. I love your. I love your track on uh, Alexander's uh, on Alexander Brown's album. I, yeah, it just seems. It seems Strange Famous has always seemed like a family. Whenever the family is together, those who are in at the at the current time. So I
2: was wondering how he, he didn't sign you sooner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like if he I just I, didn't I... hear of you or what? Because I was like, okay, he's now on Strange Famous, but then. Like I said, I was scrolling through your band camp and I'm just like going and all these albums are there.
4: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you've been doing
2: this for a long time.
4: Yeah, yeah. But I believe it's just like DMX, you know, like the industry was terrified of DMX for un-unreally unknown reasons for so long. You know, DMX, one of my heroes, I did three shows with him. It's say rest in to that man. M&M. Yeah. And um, you know, one of the things about X was that he never changed. He never he never took a shortcut. And um, that's just kind of I guess how it played out for me. I always believed, but I I never was I never was like I like it's never been the easy way. It's the best we all say. It's never the easy way. And when I accepted, it, it's always the hard way. That's how we came across me. My partner established the premise of just a brand called No Other Way. And um. When that happened that's when we we made a shift and then the pandemic kind of just changed things with the it, it is it was the best it was the best thing that happened in the and the worst thing that happened right. but you know it tests of faith are turned into testaments of faith
0: for uh f- for your money who are some of the best mcs or rappers uh past and present
4: uh iced um i think uh i think slug is incredible i think he doesn't I think Slug will never tell you that he's good at what he does, but I love Slug's pen. Um, Tech Nine is amazing. Uh, even though people try to niche that, I think that he's incredible. X Rated is amazing too. I, I, I've really started to get to know him a bit. Can I ask um, you something
0: real quick? What, what, yeah. Why do you think that people um, uh, niche that um, Tech Nine? Because I tend to do the same, and I don't know why I even do that.
4: It's because. His music is uh, kind of juggalo-ish, right? And and I don't mean to ever compartmentalize that man. No, sure, but sure, sure. His because of the fact that he steps s- s- like over the lines of expected hip hop. Like Tech Nine would be very capable of just doing some simple shit, right? And he always goes and gives you way more than you were expecting. And sonically, he also is transcendent of the genre. And so people like he borrows from everything. You can tell that Tech Nine listens to everything, and he gives you everything, in, in, in his music. And like I can't, there's songs by Tech Nine that I can't listen to, but I can listen to them with respect. Like yo, like this is this guy is is a giant and he's an animal. And like it's just you, it's like Eminem. You, don't, I only listen to Tech Nine to study what he's gonna do or what he did. Right. Like, I don't even. I can't. It's very hard for me to listen to Tech Nine because I'm a student. And, you know, it's like sitting in class, like Eminem, like, I'll listen to him and be like, yo, what 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 did he do this time? How right. far did he take it? And in his technical acumen and the ways that he does stuff, I mean, Eminem will always be one of the greatest rappers. But he also often is one of the guys with the least of anything to say. Like, yeah. whereas like someone like Aesop Rock, I, I love him. And he's, um, he's just, un- he's unpredictable. And, and, and like, I love when him and Homeboy Sandman team up because they're both so great, but they also know how to allow each other to, to be great, yeah. despite the fact that their greatness is is blinding sometimes. But I mean, I, I can say like, I, I always will, will love like DMX, I believe was was one of the, the, the best. Um, current, like it's hard for me to, to tap into like the current, I do radio and stuff, but it's hard for me to say like current wise, who I look at is um, who I look at is, is I'm not, I'm not informed enough, I believe because I listen to death metal. That's like all I listen oh. to right now. I've been doing that for like two years now. And um, it, it's just, it's, I, I, it, it's one of the situations where I'm, where I'm confident while being ignorant. I get to learn every time I listen to death metal, I get to learn because I don't even know what I like.
3: Like yeah. last
4: night I started listening to Napalm death and I was like, I wonder where this is going to go, you know? And, and it's, it's amazing. I mean, I'm in a. I got a metal band that I'm in now, man. Called oh, uh, Armageddon Time. Yeah, I'm not oh, the vocalist for that, and uh, we got a thing called come,
2: Armageddon Time. What is it? Yeah,
4: Armageddon Time. Yeah, Armageddon they um. Armageddon And Anti is gonna um put that out. That's like a like a label oh. that picked that up, and um you know because we're just, we're just like a group, man. But it, it's it was one of the greatest challenges. I got asked to do it. Like they, they the drummer persistently was like, "Yo, man, you think you'd be down to do this thing." And I kept kind of like sleeping on it. And then finally, I was like, yo, someone just told me, yo, just do it, man. The worst thing that'll happen is you'll fail at it. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good idea. That's a, that's a notion I've lived by. And you, uh, it ended up being so much fun.
0: Are you doing your, re- like your
4: just normal vocal, uh, or you? Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, I didn't, I didn't, am not going into like the growling or nothing right. like that, uh, or going into any kind of thing that's outside of me. I'm it's still. Like it's still some blackleg shit, but it is different because it's like, um, I mean, it's kind of like how Ice T versus Body Count, yeah, yeah, in, in some ways. And also, it's very, it's 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 D beat, it's it's kind of punk, and uh, and kind of thrash, you know. And it's it's not like the heavy, like I like the heavy, dark, brutal stuff like Cannibal Corpse and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and it's nothing like that. Okay. Yeah, but um. There's this wise also I gotta say always, man, you know, Nice Jigger Pac, Big, right. you know the standards, man.
0: Yeah, I for some reason I just didn't have a connection with, with um Tupac. But I don't know why. I don't know why it is. Tupac or Biggie, I just I never
4: I, I'm gonna say the thing that uh that ever that nobody wants to say ever, man, because Tupac made a lot of shitty records. Right. And <laughs> and big made a lot of really good records that aren't about anything. Right. So it's yeah. like there's there's this and and Biggie will always have the most consistent flow, but Pac also when Pac was like when Pac is on, it's it's, it's without comparison. So that that's what I loved about them is the two of them, they 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 are the maximum, and when you experience that as the minimum, it's undeniable.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Oh, I loved oh, him in what was that movie he was in? Who? Not who. Not- was he in Poetic Ooh. Justice?
4: Yeah, no, yeah, Poetic Justice. yeah.
0: Oh, I love one the one the that him one. and Tim Roth, um, Gridlock.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: junkie. yeah. Where they're the heroin yeah. junkies. That's a good movie. Yeah.
2: That was really good. Yeah. But I was never into either of those.
0: I think you and I would just missed it too. And I always. Blamed it on us being suburban people, no. but I don't know. Yeah, I was listening
2: <laughs> because around that same time I was listening to like Farsight. That's
4: what we were listening to, Farsight. Yeah.
2: Quest, and things.
4: Yeah. yeah, you guys were eating baked potatoes while everybody else was eating French fries. That's all. <laughs> that's did. Right.
2: That
0: is such a great way to put it. Well, what about a uh, uh, bus driver or Buster Rhines?
4: Oh, Buster. Okay. And he's he's another one. He's another one that's like like Red Man, Buster, like those guys. Come on, man.
0: Yeah. What about bone thugs or young thugs or young thug
4: Oh, uh, yo so like um i i've done i did two shows with bone thugs so i got to ride with bone thugs but young thug have you ever listened to barter six before no he's like oh man so like young thug he's another person who has an immense library of music and a lot of it's, it, it it can bounce around like i believe he's reached a new focus but um barter six was early and my man Bando hassled me to death to listen to it because I was like, I'm not listening to this guy, the dress guy, really. <laughs> and um, and I, uh, I ended up because I was like, yo, he's just doing things like to to shock people, right? And it turned out Barter Six is an extremely focused exhibition of what his talent truly oh, is. Oh, good. Yeah, so I would highly recommend it. Anybody who hates on Young Thug and thinks, "Oh, he's not saying sure nothing," listen to Barter Six. Okay, it is yeah, because I've never,
0: I have never even really gone into any of his music. Yeah, but.
4: like okay. it's yeah, Barter Six, man. It is just wow.
0: Well, okay. How about uh, Rayquan or Ray to- Ray Charles?
4: Uh, I'm gonna go Rayquan, man. <laughs> Seth, I have to.
0: <laughs> How about this one, St. John's Historical Chapel,
4: mm-hmm. or?
0: fiona apple
4: <laughs> oh all oh, day fiona bro you know, yeah
0: you know I, where i'm yo, going with that yeah so right the
1: here.
0: concept of your album title yeah. right? it was a compelling concept for i i mean th- can you speak on that what what about that yeah
4: so i uh, i've been sober for nine years and um the fiona apple album was my first like it you know, when you get sober like all this like shit comes up right and um I at that time like people had known Blackleg. What does Blackleg do? Black's aggressive it's lyricism. He's about like hip hop. He's authenticity. Blah blah blah. But like it was like man, if I don't share these emotions with people, they're I'm gonna drown in them. And so I decided to to share um, my my vulnerability as a uh, as strength. Like and and Fiona Apple is um that's what she does. She takes all her weakest lowest moments and she turns them into a, a true beautiful form of like of strength of vitality because they don't she might say this is killing me but she never dies and um I was at I was at a at a nonprofit meeting and a guy named Ben FM he was like no Yo, you should just make an album like off of and Apple because we were just talking about her and I was like you know what cool and then I went and hung out I and then I wrestled with it and I went and saw my homegirl Josie and um I was like I just don't know when I'm gonna start writing again. She's like, why are you waiting? Just write. And I went home, and I just and I wrote Monster, and from there it just that was one that was a project that was a major turning point for me. But I, I shared lots of personal personal narratives, and when it came out, people were like, "Why is Black Lake talking about relationships and feelings?" But I was like, "Because I'm a person, bro. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not allowed to live like you expect me to just go on and on aggressively. I mean, I had to drop like I dropped Fall for the Fly, which is like a lot of outtake records." after that just to kind of steer the narrative because i was like i'm not going to go back into the fiona place necessarily you know anti was where i was carrying it next and i knew i was headed towards that but fiona was it's it's the hardest album for me to listen to still to this day but it's also probably some of my best writing
0: is it because it's so raw i mean i know you're all you're usually always raw but that that yeah. brings back so much memory of um somebody, i relive you know,
4: all that shit every yeah. time i coming clean
2: okay. yeah mm-hmm. yeah getting sober that i love them yeah
0: I love the fact that you called it title. Her first album was title, but T-I-D-A-L. And I that even the 10, even having 10 tracks, hers was 10 tracks. I love, I love, yeah. conce- I love whole concept albums that, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty amazing. So yeah, I'm thank glad you, you knew thank you. I mean, if Fiona Apple's name comes up, you know, exactly where someone's
1: headed with that. So.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, the, the, the other thing I will say, uh, not to go on too long about it, but the other thing is, is that. You know, it's when um like her latest album, the one that got her the Grammy and stuff, I couldn't uh I couldn't listen to it because and I was happy I couldn't listen to it because Shiona Apple is happy now. Yeah. Oh. And and it's a happy album. And I was like, you know, there's there's nothing on here where she sounds miserable. And, right. and I was like, and I was like, there's nothing I was like, I'm happy for her. That's the greatest accomplishment ever yeah. is to really finally reach that great place of self-acceptance and bliss and not be ignorant and yeah. that's what she did and she she was recognized for it but she she still couldn't go to the to the awards show she was like i can't take it right. but I, I didn't i was like yo i'll never um i'll never hold that against her but i uh i i definitely i think about that often all the time
0: well slightly on that note i had read a tagline somewhere um maybe mm-hmm. on one of your pages or, or something that. Uh, it was, uh, said like tapping turbulent times, uh, which I was immediately, um, drawn to cause the opening line of my career, my bio, my artist bio is, um, mm-hmm. creating works fueled by music and the and the nostalgic memories of my turbulent teenage years. Um, mm-hmm. obviously the turbulence between what you're talking about and mine are probably completely different, but I'm curious, um, as I've gotten older. Uh, it's gotten harder for me to tap into that because life has sort of gotten a little bit better for me. I'm married. I've got two kids, um, but I've always used that music that I listened to during those times to uh, sort of bring it back, mm. um, but th- though, but turbulent times aren't necessarily my muse anymore, uh, mm. so it's, it's a weird, there's a weird change there because uh, I always want to be um, authentic. I've always... Been that way, but there has been a weird change for the last few years um, with my work. So I'm wondering, being that you tend to pull from some of the turbulent times, does that become a, a crutch for what you write about, or is or um, or is it be hard? Is it too hard to just rely on on certain muses?
4: Well, I think that uh, so my artistic approach and in the, in the sharing of my narrative. I know that there's people who manufacture chaos and hardship, and that's the toxic, dangerous side. And I don't, I don't do that. I um, I rely on what's happening, and I reflect. Like I, uh, like yesterday, I was just minding my business, and I got in my mind suddenly. I remembered a song that I wrote and then recorded on, on uh, my my album from way back, where I first made a change in my life. Which state of mind? and it's a song called life and i i was like i was compelled to go listen to it and man it was it was a bleak landscape in there man and it was still it was still this though it was still the way i feel
3: right. i feel like
4: i started yesterday but even though most of the, like my life is completely different now like financially mentally spiritually physically everything is different but i'm still the same and so I try to always tap into what got me through it versus what I was going through.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, that's the trick to it. Yeah, yeah, because I do find that because uh, I don't subscribe to the um, uh, um, an artist has to be sad or um, or alone or or have pain to be able to create. So um, I've uh, so that that's why why I wanted to bring that up because I I wonder how what the trick is
1: there,
4: yeah, um, not just yeah, for now, me, some, but
0: for you know, for other people, what the trick yeah, is. Yeah, some
4: people, man, they uh, they, they have to have shit going wrong for them to get it right. Like they're self-saboteurs like that. And that's never been my biz. I've always just believed that like, yo, whatever I'm going through, man, it's just another thing that I'm gonna get through. Because I, uh, I believe, man. I truly believe, I've always believed when no one believed, when everybody laughed, when people looked at me like I was crazy, which they still do sometimes. But like just when <laughs> when people thought that I was uh, that I was just a, a person like yeah why are you doing this like why why are you gonna do that like that's dumb why don't you just go ahead and go to school blah. blahs blah. like I am in school bro this is different but it's still my school it's my education and I mean again like I have I, people think one of the things I really would like to demystify always is that like people think you're not supposed to have a job or they like you know you rap you do music that's all you're supposed to do like bro I have a job and I have one it's like for fun. And it's one of the best things I did because it really helped me with my communication. And I have like fantastic credit. And I always try when I did a Desi show, I was uh, I-, I made sure to speak on you know how to build an eight hundred credit score. That's something I try to include in all my shows because I want people to know that this real life shit is happening. Always, it's not just happening in our terms or how we can describe it or create it and manifest it through our art because we have the ability to depict in some sort of positive light our hardships and give people something that could be looked upon as exploitable or manifested in the form of a a uh, medium i like to try to tell them this this entire life but what i tell my students this entire life this entire world is a studio and there's no wrong way to do it as long as you get it done and with authenticity and with without hurting others you know or yourself even though a lot of this shit does hurt but like you know this is life we're living man and to think that you have to do wrong constantly by others and yourself, do grimy shit in order to be like, I can create this stuff, that to me is foolishness. It's like people saying they have to be on drugs to be dope. Yeah. Like I used to believe in so much, you know, I need to smoke this, you know what I'm saying, or you know, this this, I used to dull my senses because of the overwhelming experiences that I have through my senses through using these things and I'm just smoking and drinking and shit like that. And I realized that like, yo. I don't need to. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, what happens if I add by subtracting? Because nobody, if you want to get where you want to go, you got to realize if that's where no one else is, that you got to do what no one else is willing to do. Yeah. And I was like, I'm doing everything else. Like, I mean, I'm opening, I open for fabulous and I'm opening for all these major names that I grew up listening to. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm in there. I'm highly successful, but inside, I feel like a failure. And like, why? because i'm constantly going through a cycle of self-destruction in order to build something and that's that's not the way it's done you know what i mean like that's not growth
2: i like that you just said that because i tend to think that everybody must feel that way but i guess I hope, that's not the that case they, because i yeah. always feel like oh that i'm i'm not i don't feel like i'm necessarily a failure but i sometimes feel like i'm a fraud or i should be doing more or there's like It's never enough, but it's that same kind of thing.
4: That's a place to be, but I I also, it is a place I think that a lot of people do encounter, whether they try to like, define it as imposter syndrome or something. But I mean, just because you're failing doesn't mean you're a failure. And just because you're doing everything you can doesn't mean there's something else you should be doing or that you're not doing. Like, I just think that people don't realize that what you do with your time, the fact that it's magnificent that we are fortunate enough to be able to get up out the bed in itself like with so much depression and shit that i deal with on a daily basis i i understand that some for some people just like if you go to an aa meeting or something you see like for some people just getting behind a podium and giving a speech to a room with 30 alcoholics is like that's an accomplishment it's like winning a grammy and an oscar at the same time you know so everybody's success is different man and that's 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 the thing, man. I've been wrestling with the idea of buying an 80 inch TV for several days now, man. And it's like I keep telling myself, don't do it, man, because it's just a want. It's not a need.
2: Yeah. And, and it um, won't make a difference.
4: Exactly. But what I did instead is I look at that. My ability to be able to do that is a um is success because it's like, yo, all I wanted was I told Wendy Day, that's another great friend of mine. I told Wendy Day that like it's just about being able to have as much access to yourself within your time as possible. And to be able to do things that, that you find fulfillment in, and the fact that I have the resources and and also the discipline to not you know to spend those resources in that way, like that in itself is success to me. So the ability too doesn't mean that I have to.
0: Right. Yeah. You you know, you said on a couple of things. Well, um, the one one thing that you had mentioned about um, you felt like you had to um. How that whole thing about like oh I gotta i have to get high to, to have something creative like this, this is something that I, this is one of the comments that's always drove me nuts that people will say to me when they when they want to compliment my work but they're like oh like oh, give me some of what you're smoking or something and it's always drove me crazy because yeah. I was creating like this before I ever even used any drugs and I don't use I mean I'll smoke every once in a while but I don't I don't if that I never used it to be creative I know they're wanting to compliment me, they just don't quite know how, but little do they know they're actually like degrading what I've created from from my mind,
4: not the from
2: microaggressions.
4: Yeah, yeah. That's why I like doing radio and having people it's a, it's a it's a medium where like, yo, you gotta come through and even if you you know you got bent before you got there something, like when you show up to me, I'm not gonna let you use the written and I'm not gonna you can't curse. Can't use the N word, you can't curse. So you're already disarmed from all your most reliable weapons. So now you have to find out because the one thing that we're always trying to do is is get away from ourselves. Even if we're trying to call attention to ourselves, we're trying to get away from ourselves. And um, I would be like, yo, you know, I'm taking away all your little easy ways of doing things because I want you to see that you are great. You're all that you need. You're great. So why do you need all these extra things? Like, um, I've always said sobriety is like Sylvester Stallone's speech and the special features of Rambo, the last one that came out. Well, the one before the last one, the one in Burma. And the special features on that joint, he talks about how when they made that movie, it didn't have a score. And when they tested it in audiences, because of how raw and visceral it is, people couldn't make it through the whole movie. Right. And so they, they had to add a score for them to be able to tolerate it. And that's all smoking and drinking. Everybody really felt like to me it was like a score. My life is—I'm addicted to working and to this. Not a, i was never really like I'm forcing it. I didn't have to work a program. I didn't—I I didn't really go through much Jones and like I quit processed sugar, like recently over like five that's months a hard ago. One. <laughs> oh, and it was horrible. It was like I've never had like you know you wake up and you have a craving. I was like yo, this is like that's foul, dude. You know what I mean? So like, um, like I eat a lot of fruit, you know what I'm saying? Now I, I'm still getting natural sugar and stuff. But yeah. I was like, where's what direction is this gonna take me in? And it's just like we, um society makes it so easy to access and that's where the excess comes from. But it takes us as accountable people to recognize that the, the excess actually comes from us being so vulnerable and lacking the discipline. And so, you know, sobriety, it allowed me to truly test my discipline and to create a new discipline in itself. Like, I mean, it's hard as hell for me to deal with the it's like everything screams at me. But now I've I've turned that noise into sound. And that's how I found my place. And I remember like when things changed for me, when it like being sober went from having my eyes open all the time and being like, yo, what's why do I feel like this to being like, yo, this is me. And that's why I have no reason to ever go back because of that. Like I'm around drugs all the time, man. And I just have no interest yeah, anymore.
0: That's powerful. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Well, this was not even going to be a good uh, transition to it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Transformers or Voltron?
4: Oh, you bastard. Ah. <laughs> um, uh, Damn it. All right. So I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Transformers, but I always love the fact that Voltron is about coming together. And Voltron looks so damn cool. Man. I know.
0: I used to always try to draw Voltron when I was younger uh, and I could never pull it off.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, um Ed Edgar Allan Poe or D'Angelo.
4: <laughs> oh, two VA icons. Uh, uh I'm gonna go D'Angelo because D'Angelo told tales from the heart. And uh, Edgar Allan Poe was always based on For me, it was always a telltale heart.
0: Yeah. Oh, look at you. That's man. a solid answer for those. Because <laughs> I was going to throw in um, Amy Man or Method Man.
4: Mm. But you oh, had I'm already, al- go ahead. Yeah, I'm always a meth man, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, Method, yo, like, I never understood why it is that like Method Man, uh, like, I, I, I just think Method Man became his own brand. And that was like this greatest strength and this greatest weakness because you got to think, man, I think Method Man doesn't get half the credit he deserves because you listen to any Method Red Man album and those are all Red Man beats. Yeah. How do you, how the hell do you have enough skill as an MC to survive on home court advantage, Red Man? But every time, you know, every time. And he has the character and, and the, the marketability that Red Man doesn't have necessarily yeah. because Method Man is always he's intimidated. Like he's, he's definitely like, he's just, he's incredible, man. So yeah, I can, I don't know. I don't know what else I can put next to the, the method man. Like, yo, he's just, uh, it's I used so- to hate that song method, man, but and I hear he hates it too, but like, you can't yeah.
2: not hear it.
4: You well, just, yeah. you just you say, say <laughs>
2: method man and, and you just start spelling it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That was an yeah, album that, that we, we played a lot of method man in the car back in the day,
2: but don't, did he not carry? Okay, here's my—I'll show my ignorance here. But did he not kind of carry Redman, because he or was Redman prior? I mean, I well, guess they probably came up at the same time. But it seems like Method Man was really pretty famous because of Wu Tang, and then he he and Redman got together, and it almost. Seems like he kind of carried those albums, but I don't know. Yeah,
4: I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like you, um, I used to when when Method Man and Red would drop an album together, I'd be like, oh shit, I can't wait. And then I hear it, and be like, oh, he's not rhyming with any kind of woo beats. And um, I mean, they they're they're just two characters who really bring balance to each other's I strengths. To, yeah, and I that's like the, the trick. balance. Yeah, like that's the trick. So it's not it's it's one of those things where um. The different elements accentuate each other. And it's like a it's like this great cuisine. I'm not a big food person though. I I used to thug it out, especially when I was a chubby kid. And You're uh a chubby kid? Great, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some TVTs out there, believe me. But um yeah, what do you call it? He um meth and red, like there, there's there's synergy and and the symbiotic characteristics are like really expressed in it like yo you hear method man it's iconic but then when you see red man with method man you see how much it pushes and and they push each other and um i love it
0: i also liked the fact that when the two of them were together it was that was an element itself for me it wasn't just it wasn't like method man red man it was like the element themselves
3: Because yeah, I feel definitely.
0: the same way about Hail Mary Mallon, and I'm, I'm I'm sad that there probably won't be a, 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 another one. But I liked the way Rob Sonic and Aesop Rock were together. I thought they sounded great together, and they were an element of, away from each other. I don't know.
4: Yeah, yeah I, I got to see them uh, when, uh, when I went to the Impossible Kid uh, show, and uh, I covered it. So I got to hang out with all of them. And um watching them rock together on stage was, was like, it was an exhibition. I'm a student, man. And I studied the hell out of that. Yeah. Like two, it two was things. beautiful.
2: Mm-hmm. But you, I want to just bring up Method Man and Red Man are on tour right now together. Just FYI. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but you, you keep referring to the fact that you are a student and you're learning. And mm-hmm. I, that I think was something that turned me on to what I pushed play on your album I had to sit down because you instantly had me learning and I'm not I have told Ty before that I'm not interested in listening to a lot of interviews and this and that because I don't feel like I'm really learning anything and I have to constantly be be learning but Yeah. yeah that was that's I think why I was able to relate to your music so quickly because you were just automatically teaching, like Thank te- you. teaching you. So like, I just, I don't know where I was going with Thank that. You. It was just, you were mentioning it. And I always, I just, I feel like I'm a constant student also. And if I'm not constantly learning, then I'm wasting my time.
4: Hey, Towards hey, look, I, I, I said on the song, the best, we take L's, then we earn so we learn, you know, and that's who I am, man. That's me. Like, I've taken so many L's, earning whatever this is that people think I possess in life, and that's how I, I know I'm in the right place, though, is, like, I'm constantly trying to not know. I don't even want to get to the point of unlearning because that means I had to know something. I'd rather just stay constantly in a realm where I'm I'm, I'm finding out, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm getting to that place of, of where you're really experiencing and interpreting and it's alive, man, because, you know, textbooks are where knowledge goes to die.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: it's true.
0: Yeah, that's a, and it, I'll tell you what, but uh, it's a hell of a compliment from my wife to say how well of a teacher you are, because she's the teacher of our, well, she's homeschooled our kids since they were born. They're 15 and, and, and 13 now. 14.
4: Wow. Yeah, that, that's. I, I'm I, not um, a
2: teacher. I would prefer. I would say a coach because I can only guide them. I can't teach them anything.
4: The other uh, private school that I teach at uh, Sabbath and Stony Point is a reggio school. So it's really about self-taught and discovery and our reflective learning. And um, that's what you do is you show up and you present like an, a concept or an idea or, or something. And then the kids, um, I hate to use that term, but the students, yeah. they, um, they express through understanding, through exhibition. That's why, I like my class, my my hip hop class there, I, I do a hip hop creative writing class. To, I teach the middle school students. It's always cool to see them um, to see them navigate their own thought process and express it in the medium of hip hop. And I like to like slide in beats that are like hits from like you know the '90s or whatever that they probably haven't heard, and to see if they naturally would dive into that pocket because at that time, you know, like those songs were mythic like mythological incredible brilliance. It couldn't be done. It seems superhuman. And to hear a seventh grader hop into the pocket of his bone thugs or something is, is always shocking.
0: Do they, do they, do they, uh, uh, like, um, percentage wise, do they get it or is it?
4: Oh, it's, it's, they, it's not that they get it. It's that they got it. Yeah. That's and that's, great. that's, that's where I'd be at with them. And like, they, They always, and that's my goal is to help you see that you already had everything I I supposedly taught you. But the one thing they teach me is uh, the one thing that your wife has exponentially, which is patience.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Patience is so massive. I people tell me all the time when, I, when they see my drawings, they're like, "Oh, you must be really patient." And I'm like, "Hell no, I am not patient <laughs> at all. I can't." That's I, when it matters. Yeah, it absolutely. Yeah, she's so patient with our kids and every like just so patient with me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's quite. That's a gift for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you. So you knew I, uh, where I was going with the other um, those Sophie's choices I was getting. They were uh, Amy Manns, also from Virginia. Uh, Richmond. Um I was gonna ask, what's the history? What's your history there? Is that where you're born and raised? Is that
4: I I was uh I was what do you call it, man? Like the song says, I got a Richmond song that's on my old joint. And obviously I was born out west, but raised in the east because the fam had to eat. We went state to state on a styrofoam plate, ate fast food in classrooms though they had to wait. By the time I arrived, I was in third grade. I never thought that this would be the place that we stay, VA. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. and my brother, my brother, you know, he was in eighth grade when we got here. I was in third grade. I was born in Loma Linda, California. And what happened is my father was a telecommunications installer. We followed fiber optic work across mm. the country. And I lived in lots of hotels and sketchy places. And um, it was a unique education. My mom, you know, really stepped up and gave us a lot of homeschooling, but also freedom. Uh, so I really respect the fact that you have provided education for them like that. But uh, Richmond became home. In third grade, and, and there were different levels and layers to it. And I, you know, I grew up first. I lived in a hotel, then an apartment, then back in the hotel again, and then a house, and then like just lots of different things. So I like to say I like to always try to give credit to um, Virginia being my home, and kind of it's it's uh it's not where I was born, but it's where I it's oh, where right. I became. I was born again.
0: Was that was and, that was Richmond? Was the stable place? Was like a yeah, place like I was... mean, if
4: you want to call it that, it was yeah, sure, it was but... like the. Um, <laughs> It was it was where the boss fights took place. All the other levels led to this boss fight. It's like in Mega Man we got to fight all the bosses over and over right. again at the end. And like that's that's what Richmond has been constantly. And I always tell people, you know, despite like Richmond is for haters being the big like funny thing that we had where people love things in Richmond until everybody else loves it, then they hate it. Yeah. It's um uh, one of those things where like Richmond is the place where um it's an incredible place for creators, but a terrible place for consumers. Mm-hmm. And so anything you want. You can create enrichment, but anything that you want, you can't get enrichment because you have to create it. Yeah. And I wanted shows, I threw shows for eight years over 40 events. I wanted radio airplay. I do two radio shows a week on two different stations. Um, I wanted magazine coverage, I got in the writing for a magazine for a while. I want to do, um, to experience, you know, and, and yo, ironically, I just got an Instagram notification that the magazine I wrote for did something that they tagged me and I oh, do awesome. know what it is. <laughs> yeah.
2: Do you want to yeah. give them a little shout out? <laughs> oh yeah.
4: RVA mag, man. They were the first ones to really give me a chance to editorialize and, um, I covered random things.
2: I've seen hmm? that. I've seen that yeah. with RVA. So that's a magazine.
4: Yeah. RVA mag, RVA is just Richmond, Virginia. It's like oh, Richmond definitely. used to be the RIC and then it became the RVA. It's different eras of Richmond, okay. so to speak. But um, you know, one of the things that really changed this town was when uh VCU and the havoc thing and the team going into the Final Four, it it re, it kind of changed the way that this city viewed itself, and it gave people the inspiration of possibility yet again. And it revitalized yeah. a lot of the uh VCU is you know they've got endless money just like U of R, and they they invested, and um, it made people in, in Richmond in particular, not just Virginia, it made them believe and um you know richmond is richmond to a fault sometimes we shut down a lot of massive entities that would bring us more commerce and more tourists like we just shot down a casino we shut down a, a coliseum before the pandemic and um it's at the same time it is what keeps Richmond richmond it's a double-edged sword mm. but this place has been it's my if you can make it anywhere and i've made it here i'm I people always say like I'm an RVA song, which is the sequel to Richmond. I I always say you know people always told me I I you know saying I should leave because Richmond is a trap. You know what I'm saying it, it's a place where you know where dreams die, and it, they always said that skills ain't coming back. You know, and skills even came back. You know, and um, it's just it's it's one of those things that I can I've made my myself a world, and you know it's cheap living here and like. But it's expensive time-wise if you want to build it. But like I've built it over these years and I, I have no regrets. I'd have it no other way, man. I'm so glad that Richmond also adopted me. And, and,
0: and was Yeah, that's awesome. What was Richmond, was that the place that you like, because you were saying that you were doing a lot of hotel to hotel to, mm-hmm. uh, was Richmond though the spot? Because what I, what I was saying about it being like this, it was this place that where it was that movement sort of stopped. Was that where yeah, you guys landed? Yeah. Like
4: We uh, we landed. So the thing is, is that when you go through so many different states and you go in and out of schools, like, yeah, Richmond was a place where we finally, I was like in one school district for the most part. But yeah. also, it still felt the same as moving constantly because we lived in a hotel and then we lived in an apartment complex. Uh, and we lived in, a ho- okay. in that hotel again. And the hotel I lived at was amazing. It was like the projects. It was called the Red Carpet Inn. And um, it doesn't exist anymore. But it was a red carpet in, and there were all kinds of crazy things going on. You had Louie next door, who was a Vietnam vet. He used to make crockpot spaghetti and uh, sleep with prostitutes. You had Lisa down on uh, at the end of the balcony, who was a phenomenal artist, but also had a, a, a kid who probably had ADHD. And, um, you know, she uh, she was we think she was also selling sex or something on the low. And then you had like nights where Crazy things would happen. Like, you know, the, all the rooms had a giant window. And uh, one night, a prostitute broke the window and then was dragged down three stories. And so she left a blood trail the entire place. So they put a red carpet over it. Oh, <laughs> that's why you had- guys. <laughs> oh, <shit. Yeah. laughs> like, uh, how, how old
0: were you when you were staying at that place?
4: Uh, I don't even know, man. It had to be like, I mean, third grade, whatever that is. I'm really bad with like, but so, um, Indeed, but that I was a kid.
0: That was, I mean, you were impressionable on that. At yeah, that my age. child had ended
4: in fifth grade. Like, yeah. I, I. I had a grand epiphany that uh, my parents were people that were just trying to figure life out as well. And yep. They were no different than me and my childhood. Did
0: Man, that's, that's I, incredible. Yeah. That's incredible that you discovered that. I'm turning fifth
2: grade. At mm-hmm. Fifth
0: grade, because I didn't discover it until after I had kids. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. I just realized when I had kids, I stopped, I stopped being like blaming my dad and my mom for stuff. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. yeah, they were just human beings that were going through life trying to figure out what the hell to do as well. I gave, yeah, I popped them yeah. too much as being these mom and dad instead and just going like, yeah, we're all just people trying to get through life. Like
4: yeah, are trying to navigate this mess. And that's the thing is like, I talk a lot about my childhood and my music and I always, you know, saying, I say like my childhood sucked, my life's great. It was, it's never to discredit all the work that my parents put in. Like right, I learned right. the great, even with my father's incarceration, of course, the maintaining of his innocence. I have, I've always, I've learned through those hard moments and experiences so much about what it takes. to truly to, to live man. And, and to earn. And like my mom is is a master of compassion and my father's a a master of work ethic. And I got to see those things from day one, even in their conflicts where she was leading with kindness and he was leading with like, we need to get money. I need to work, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like it was something where, yeah, there were negative learned habits and and things that were certainly be behaviorally reproduced and manufactured. When my brother and I definitely have been a testament to that at times, but like I um, I can never discredit the contribution to my life that my childhood gave me. If I had something that was roses, I um, I would have, God forbid if it was just the, the, the top of the flower, I never would have known so much about the thorns, yeah and then encountering that early made me understand, you know, so much more about this and not understand to the point to where I know would be capable of recognizing what I perhaps didn't know. And that's kind of what, what, what was the the end of the uh, it wasn't the end of my innocence so much as it was the the end of my ignorance by 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 just seeing like, yo, this this shit at some point, I'm going to be in the same bind that they're in. So I better pay attention
0: yeah God,
2: how old are you
4: oh everybody wants to know i'm not going to tell you it's one of the grand <laughs> mysteries of life what year everybody always wants to know that not be the same I, I, thing
0: adrian <laughs> yeah exactly that's all that's, i do all the, i do
4: all the tricks man you, you know what i'm saying i uh i always say that the um the real question isn't how old i am how old you are or how whole win or, or why the real question is how wise are we Yeah, that's the question we have to focus on answering, and the answer is always going to be not wise enough.
2: Yeah, never.
4: Why Ah. wisdom ends with that's why wisdom ends with dumb.
0: (laughs) Um, The the, the timer officially went off. Do you mind going like a few more like ten minutes? Okay, man, uh, this
4: drawing is so crazy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah it's supposed it's kind of you you know you know I, I, that's beautiful I, <laughs> and then my wife uh, the idea this morning she was because black black lick is it's black liquid for sure sh- i mean short, mm-hmm. sure, right so yeah. she was like yeah i have a melting into black liquid so i've got this that is kind of melting a black liquid down in here into the glass yeah oh know? it's
4: yeah, yeah like now, nah, that's <laughs> this fantastic man
0: um <sighs> So, uh, I, one thing I started to like to do on the shows is I like to just introduce some useless knowledge because I, I, hmm. I, I um, everything about me is I want to learn. I want to learn, and I've found out that I've learned so much. I, I'm not able to retain it anymore. My mind starts to dump what is not helping me or what doesn't what I'm yeah. immediately being affected with, and so I forget a lot of stuff. Well, either that or I'm or dementia is coming on. Or I don't you know. just don't mm-hmm. care
3: about
0: some of it. <laughs> or maybe yeah, or I don't care. So I'm trying to. Put together some uh, knowledge that maybe I don't care about, but if it's interesting enough, mm-hmm. I'll care about. So this is a real quick one. So uh, it's it's about um, uh, Marie, Marina Raskova. She, in World What's War that? II, she assembled three defense squadrons that were made up entirely of female pilots uh, during World War II. Uh, oh, and the the 588th uh, night night bomber regiment, um, they performed night raids on the Germans on their. Uh, uh, you know, on the, on some of the like uh,
2: a reverse blitz,
0: kind uh, so, sort of, they would do like eighteen missions a night, and they were doing it in like oh these shitty planes because they were women, they were mm-hmm. given shitty planes that could only carry two bombs. The top speed was like ninety four miles per hour, um, but they were doing like eighteen raids a night, and they were so effective that the Germans were terrified of them, and eventually they were they're instrumental in ending. Uh, uh, World War II. So, um, and that was a lady named Marina Raskova. She put and together. Where
2: are they
0: Russian? Yeah, Russians. Yeah, she put together a squadrons of, of women, and after by the end of the war, they did they did twenty four thousand uh, thousand combat missions. So.
3: Oh my God.
0: And I, I use those as a tool. Like when I read about that information, I I'm trying to be able to put it in here and be able to uh, tell it and reprocess it because I don't read. Um, yeah. I've never be, had the ability to read. So, uh, this show is also part of me trying to make myself a better self, a better version of myself. Oh, so. no,
4: I, I, I tell people all the time, you know, don't tell anybody I can read cause I can't read.
1: <laughs> but that's, that's,
4: uh, that's, uh, that's incredible. I mean, the thing, t- the magnitude of 24,000 sorties that that's just, that's nuts. I, um, I wish I had a, I wish I had a random fact to provide you with. I'm trying to think of, is there anything I could give you something that. A crouton for your salad here yeah
2: <laughs> well can i um, ask you guys a question don't, i don't i feel like i never learned it until i started to teach uh, our son about it but were you guys ever did you guys ever learn that like russia's place in the ending of world war Two? did they ever emphasize that in american school
4: they didn't learn no much no in they, american it, it was, <laughs> all russia is uh all, all we ever learned about russia is uh is is communism and the, the bad guys James Bond movies. Yep.
2: Yeah. They were instrumental. They were I'm pretty sure they were instrumental in like the the end because they were coming in on the other side of Germany, you know. Hmm. It's just
1: hmm. yeah, anyway.
0: No, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, cuz I think there's I one thing that I'm I didn't learn much about World War II history. I mean, I know yeah. I kind of was taught some of it, but I don't feel like they're probably learning anything about it nowadays.
2: Do you think it's propaganda knows, not teaching us that Russia no, helped? No,
0: I just think that maybe the, we, we eventually start drifting away from things that are taught.
4: I don't know. I, I think, I mean, when I was in school, you know what I'm saying? In that ancient time, uh, the uh, the thing is, is that that what was for you. The, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that was all. I was like, I'll slide a card. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, is that uh, the thing that we always talked about. I, I hate that they they always diminish the um, I guess the 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 advancement of Russia. Russia's is always depicted just much like any other. You know, waiting to be hit with the the colonist aspect of uh, this some sort of primitive way or simplistic lifestyle. But um, I always admired the scorched earth stories about how Russia would rather burn it down and let somebody else take it.
2: Oh, I don't and know that. Yeah.
4: Yeah. If you look up scorched earth, I'm pretty sure it's attached to Russia. And I, that's something that always stuck with me. It's like, what's the one way that, you know, if you're in a situation where you're not going to win and and you're being destroyed for something you possess, then at that point is it truly self-destruction to destroy that, which is about to be usurped, or is it a power move? And the fact that they had the courage to do that, to burn their fields, to burn, burn through their down. structures, that is, um, that to me was always poetic and powerful. And I mean, I had a few Russian friends, you know what I'm saying? Some of them got incarcerated for selling ecstasy at one point or another, but- um, <laughs> Oh,
2: the, then they yeah. don't get let off light for that.
4: Nah, but um, <laughs> but I mean, they, they, uh, they were st- always, I've never met a, a Russian person that's soft,
2: no, mm.
0: some hardness and, being
4: raised. Yeah, but I, they also have huge hearts.
2: Yeah, we ha- well, that guy who uh, tuned our piano. I think that was the only Russian guy I think I've <laughs> ever, ever met, met? was <laughs> the guy who tuned our piano, and he was intimidating. He was like, "You want this piece of junk?"
4: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I, love, I love. their, their straight yeah? up. yo.
2: Know? yeah, we do fine. I'll fix it. And he tuned
0: it. And then yeah. he played this most he played the after it was done tuned on this what he considered a shitty piano, he played the most mm-hmm. amazing, like 15 minutes of just playing this really incredible, beautiful thing. And then we mm-hmm. had a, a, a glass of vodka.
4: <laughs> yeah, beauty doesn't require a frame. Man. That's right. It just That's requires right. appreciation and it can come from anything.
0: Um, do, do you have? Uh, do you have any collections of anything? Do you collect anything?
4: Uh, video games. Ah. I have an immense library of video games, like uh, all the way from regular Nintendo and Sega Master System up to a PS5. Ah. Uh-huh. And uh, I have a closet over here full of hundreds of games. And that's what I do is I play video games. Okay. and um, it occupies part of my mind, just like working a job does. Yeah. And it allows me to create. And so that's what I do mostly is I, I play video games and I do things that occupy a couple of different senses and i also credit video games to being in one of the ways that i learned how to read which oh. don't tell anybody but um yeah they were item management it was inventory and um plot lines narratives was literacy and the two of them were uh, balanced by the math that comes from a score and so you know that's that's kind of like uh and also the amount of patience and discipline and persistence it takes to do certain things in video games like I I learned so much about failure not being the end just by pressing start to continue.
0: Yeah. I, you I, I now just like from the time that we've spent with you, just, which isn't that long. I feel like what I, what your skill is Mm -hmm. is um, observance. You're, you learn, you're incredibly at observing and being able to recognize that every moment is a moment to learn and because i sometimes will just pigeonhole like i i stopped playing video games because i felt like it was eating up my my Mm. drawing time like i would think like oh i should be drawing instead of like even just thinking like oh i'm learning this is what i'm getting from it but not that you i I, this is only what my perception of it but not that you sit there and you have to contemplate it all the time but you're definitely your ability is to wreck to uh, be able to turn that into knowledge so i i I think it's fantastic
2: (laughs) thank you thank you you.
4: it's Transmutation, perhaps
2: in this book that i just read on brain health they're starting to study um having older folks play video games to help stop dementia and alzheimer's oh wow that's dope
4: yeah well speaking I i think it's elasticity
2: oh go ahead yeah
0: oh yeah yeah, they, they say to tre- take a different, when you're starting to get the older years, take a different route home or something so that you're yeah. you're experiencing something new all the time. We live on the road. We're on the road about eight months out of the year. So we travel, all, I mean, we're always, you know, uh, occupying the mind with something. I, I Real quick, I wanted to get, this was something that I wanted to ask because when you were talking about it, one thing that we're always wondering how our kids will turn out because mm. they've grown up on the road. They've been traveling since they were born. We always wonder how that affects them in their future. So I was, I was kind of thinking, how do you? What was what you learned from all that movement?
4: Um, Is that? uh, How can I phrase this for you? Is that? uh, It takes everything, but it doesn't take much. So you know, and to to expand on that. It's like I learned that in living with my family in a hotel room, that all that mattered is that it was home. Hmm. I, I didn't need, when I used to go to a friend's house and their house was huge and their family was so disconnected, even though my family was dysfunctional in some sort of way, if you want to look at normalcy as some sort of baseline. I've, I've always just realized just like my story in, in music and whatnot is that it, you don't need much because it's just being able to appreciate the moments and the things that, are, that come with it. I loved living in a hotel. Like I loved it. It was so amazing. Every day was something new and, yeah. and every, I, I realized it doesn't take much for me to be happy because I have to be happiness is a choice. So I think that um, your, your kids are going to grow up to have a unique appreciation of what home is because home is inside of you. It's not wherever, whatever you're inside of.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's that's some good stuff. I'm
2: not particularly worried. No, we're not worried. But- I, I, I'm
0: always curious to find out how someone that comes from similar, I'm just curious of what, how it affected them.
2: Yeah, I think because... We, we take them out of their neighborhood, away from their friends, away from their family, have been doing this since they were babies. And then they have to deal with the what is on the surface. So they can't well, just run and that's go. That's the put- thing,
4: though, is that if you're raising incredible human beings who are constantly figuring out who they are, mm-hmm. Then no matter, like for me, that's one of the the greatest gifts I got from the way I grew up is that no matter where I go, I'm me. Yeah. My brother, he was kind of a social chameleon. I used to love bringing this to whatever I was involved in, regardless of the outcome, whether people thought I was cool or weird or whatever, just being able to be me. Right. And and that's what I've done now as an artist, as a lyricist. I can go anywhere. I'm in a metal band, man. You know what I'm saying? I have a TED talk. You know what I'm saying? I've I've taught in juvenile detention centers. I've taught in corporate buildings. I've taught in public schools, private schools, and I've learned in all those places. But I've always just shown up as who I am. In the corporate world, they used to always say to me, yo, everybody around you is so miserable and you're having a great time. And I was like, yeah, because this place is like a hotel and it's like a good hotel because there's no beds. (laughs) like it's fun and i I get to hear and learn from people like you know working a corporate gig and being like on a on a phone like at a call center is like one of the greatest things because you can learn about everybody's mistakes they're only calling you because they need help yeah you know and then you have the ability to help them and you and when you help them you can help yourself i've i've I multiplied my worth times five by working in a corporate building, <laughs> like straight up. I learned about how to flip money, how to flip credit scores, all that. And that's what I always tell people, bro, you want to get 800, I can help you get there.
0: Well, that's awesome. I, mm-hmm. I I like it. I never thought I would ever brag about my credit score because I used I had a shitty one. You had
2: a terrible. Exactly. I'm the only one in my
4: family who has to do credit and has money, which is crazy. And the best part is, despite this, everybody thinks I'm broke, which is awesome. That's but right. also, it's like you you can't re- you can't rob me of my credit score. So That's like, right. um, I'm not sitting on a, like a big bag of cash. You know what I'm saying? You, no. make, you better off robbing the bank. But I mean, but I'm not the kind of person who wants to buy a car or or buy things. I just want time, man. Time yeah. to 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 invest and not just spend. Be yeah.
2: authentic.
0: Time is such a currency in my, at least in my life. Like it's that's time my, is my, the my price, currency. man. Yeah, yeah. Such a great title. Let me hit you with a few of these, uh, so, uh, uh, sovies' choices, real quick. Um, de, de, de Niro or Pacino. Pacino. Rihanna or Keanu
4: uh Keanu I met Rihanna I'm, so Keanu
0: I'm, I'm going somewhere did
1: with you this, say you met, her, you met her and then yeah. you went with Keanu then, <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay we'll just let... uh, yeah
0: uh Mark Maron or Charlize
4: Theron oh Charlize
0: that uh this is so here's final the final one the devil wears Prada or the devil's advocate
4: oh my gosh yo I knew it I knew it <laughs> yo the devil's advocate let me tell you something real quick man that is the movie. I can't believe this that you did that. Yo, <laughs> Devil's Advocate is the movie. It is the one that I love. How the in this darkness has crept into my world. Now I look like the boss Star yeah. Fox. I'm just like a face <laughs> in hands. This is great. I was like I'm gonna yeah. turn a light on, but I'm enjoying um, it. So no, much. it's good. <laughs> but, but um, The Devil's Advocate. That is my movie, man. That was my first. It is a true like um, it is a dissertation. It's an education on what success is like because everywhere I go where I level up more and more it's emulated in that film more opportunities for lust lack of lack of trust, lack of values um the questioning of self-worth, trying to figure out how to navigate the con- the constant challenge of being yourself and bringing your morals and values to a situation where they have no value and then making a choice to accept whether or not you can take the shortcut finding out that you had leverage you didn't know about like all these things and how to deal with um. Just the constant erosion of, uh, of morals and whatnot. Like yeah, I've seen that movie over twenty-eight times.
2: Wow, I mean, Dude, I'm it, gonna like, have to. Heart. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. I
0: used to watch it all the time, Adrian. You, you, you should remember. I mean, yeah, it, it was is, on all the
4: you, time. Be, and I was, I was. It's so crazy that you brought it up because I was thinking about it when we were talking about egos. Because there's a line in the *Soliloquy* and *Patina Soliloquy* where he says people build when he's talking about Eddie Barzoom, he says right. like we build egos as big as cathedrals, and I always thought that was such an ill bar because that's what we do. It's like we, I mean, think about the premise. You have the devil talking about the house of God and the house of God being something. The house of God is supposed to be within man, yet a man builds a giant building as a testament to his greatness instead of God's greatness. It is just mind-blowing, like, oh, man. And, and I, that's also my favorite Charlize movie. Like, I love Charlize. I think Monster was like an, an accomplishment in itself. But um, I, I love Keanu with it because he, he knows what he, he he knew at that point, you know what I mean? And then uh, and Charlize was gorgeous, but also she represents corruption and um, and sacrifice. How you people are willing to throw the one thing they believe in the most away for a bunch of shit that means nothing mm-hmm. and um I, I could just go on and on but she beauty. it's a i love it's that
0: i love the. i love the use, film altogether.
2: uh two of the words that you just said do you think there's um an erosion of morals happening in our society right now
4: i think people are being who they are more than they've ever been because um we i i think if you look at uh if you look at civilization it's terrible the way it's been developed. It's I mean, I, I, I love Fox News. I watch Fox News like it's Comedy Central all day. <laughs> and um, I just love it because I even have a Fox Nation account because one of my friends is in the armed services. So I got it for a year for free. And um, it is hilarious to me because these righteous principles that are totally toxic are presented constantly as values, American values. And they'll never hesitate to say, this country was built on blood and sweat. And it's like so you mean murder and capitalism right and um and the idea that we uh we we constantly look at life as something to exploit often through the suffering of others and how we like you read rich dad poor dad it's like i'm not exploiting these people because they'll accept the pay but now, I mean, look at life, and look at this employment crisis that we have, where it's like, yeah, there's tons of jobs because people refuse to be devalued. Now they've had a chance to access the true value of their time again, because they constantly were being distracted and forced to go down this 40-hour workweek bullshit path where you're getting paid a third at best of what the company is making off of you. And so all these new things, these new social agendas are also bringing to the other side yeah, uh, to the forefront, more of the terrible aspects of who people are and have always been. And like when well, me and my mom talk a lot about this, and she's like, There's so much death on the news. I'm like, this is how the world has always been. It's just not everybody has a camera. So the you know, the internet has made everybody a news channel, is my philosophy. I believe that we're all networks. And what happens is that then the major media is now, and even the music industry, everything has to embrace the simulcast. The simulcast is the, is the syndication of what is being locally displayed, and local, of course, is the internet and like, whatever the uh, the highest engaging trend there may be. It's basically it's you know non interactive media has now become something that's dictated by the interactive aspect of participating in the conversation of of the uh, the internet, which is done through the medium of social media. So it's like people now, of course, this has eroded even more of our values because they've become more callous. There's a greater level of, um, of the, the, the true lack of uh, accountability through anonymity, and we feel more entitled and, and, and unfortunately, empowered in the worst ways. And um, like I put up uh, yesterday, DJ Payne 1's video that came from my man Jake Palumbo about how on, on instagram for instance there's a content filter that's been placed in all our preferences that nobody knows about oh, that yeah. limits the kind of content we see because it's rated sensitive and um you know it made me realize like yo these these platforms you know saying we might not own these platforms but they don't own us mm-hmm. right but what they do own is our data and that's how they truly make money i have a friend who was a uh he's a major social media guy and he's not he's not he's never in the forefront, but like there's people, music industry and beyond whose accounts he runs and I've seen it and it's terrifying. And he, he makes like stupid money off of being on Facebook every day, but um, he, he it makes him dramatically unhappy because he knows that he's, he's one of the guys. He's one of the, he's probably the biggest um, social media guy in Virginia and no joke like the portfolio is is terrifying but um and the influences too and it's like yo the um it's just one of those things where but people participate in, in generalized emotions at the cost of individual experience and i think that's what we've always hid from by and large but now we are so comfortable with it that we're numb so it's it's still the same, the same issue of humanity. We haven't gotten worse. we've just gotten. Unfortunately, I would use the C word. We've got comfortable. Yeah.
2: Mm, I th- thought it was gonna be a different C word.
4: Mm, no, ca- we've always been callous. We've been, <laughs> you know, but this one, man. Uh, well, I I'll just say this, man, you know, comfort is the enemy of progress. And that's where we are, we are stalling out in a lot of ways because people can so easily access all these impulsive um, things. And then it's echoed through mainstream media and people are always like you hear on if you look into the hip hop world, people are like radio doesn't matter anymore. But it's like, then why are you worried about your position on Billboard? Why are you worried about? You know how what kind of you know um, licensing you can land and stuff like that. Why are you making records that are non-specific in the most specific of ways? It's because you want to be on. You'll throw the stone at the, at the statue until it's a statue of you.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's so true. That's that's what like uh, mo- it's what. Uh, I, I don't know why I'm going to try to attach onto that. You already said it beautifully
4: enough. I don't
0: know why, why I'm going to try to piggyback on that?
2: <laughs> you mentioned a book, Rich Dad.
4: Oh yeah, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is one that is. Uh, it's, it's Robert T. Kiyosaki. It's a. It's. It's an hilarious work designed to make you not feel bad about pimping people.
1: Okay.
2: And um, it it's.
4: Read. It's always fun. You know, Robert T. Kiyosaki. That's what he he got known off of. That he's a money guy. Um, oh. Another book that's great is a, ha- a Happy Pocket full of Money. That's um, my homegirl Dochi, That's uh, killing it right now with TDE and stuff like that. I, I told her about that joint, and um, she took that manifestation and the quantum physics aspect of that to the next level. I believe the one book everybody should read though is the Tao. Oh, the T-A-O. way
2: Tao, yeah, the
4: Taoism, Tao, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yo, That that is it's it's one of those things where the simplicity of it is what when you see it. Like if I was to put my face up. To this piece of paper that he's created this incredible work to. It would be a series of lines. But it's mm-hmm. it's not only the the beauty of the mind that allows all those lines to come together and become this, something that transcends reality, but it also helps me be more informed about my understanding of reality and the limitations that I'm placing upon my consciousness. And you know, that's why I like books like the Bible and stuff like that are so so important, because at the end of the day, they are they're they're a playbook that proves beyond whether you believe in any of it or not that people have had the same problems for so long
2: mm-hmm. that's all it is repeats over mm-hmm. and over. because people
4: are people are simple we're not yeah. that complicated we just like to make shit a lot harder than it needs to be that's what faith is about if you stop being afraid you could just embrace your faith you know it's it's often about the ideas that, like, yo, faith transcends fear. People who tell me all the time they're religious and that they're worried, I ask them, "How does that make sense?"
2: Right, right. Well, uh,
0: that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna detail this even more, but uh, I'm kind of reached my. I will. I'll put some color and stuff in there.
4: That's. It's, I was shocked that. Um, I mean the, the illusion. It's becoming real when you took the white and you made it into the uh the glare of the glass i was just like what i, I was i was like wow because that's that's the thing man it's like uh, it's like that scene in the matrix where the dude is like i don't know what any of these machines do but i know that they're the reason why we're alive and it's like i had to kind of make myself forget that shit and re-look at the glass now as it was having a glare on it because it was just like one of those things man i mean it's not often that you want to eat a burger after watching a cow get killed <laughs> yeah. but this is one situation where you you made uh you definitely made me want a sandwich
0: wow <laughs> but but adding the whites my favorite one of my favorite parts it just it sort of uh gives it some life when you and i to be honest, my my drawing skill is something that I just, I don't, I don't know how I. Sometimes I'll get to something and I'm I have no I, I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going and somehow it works. You just
4: push through. <laughs> I just push it's, through it and go. <laughs> it's it's wild. you know this reminds me I, I've been um because I I've been having like a little fun DM conversation with Aesop Rock like over these past few days, and um one of the things that uh, I always I. I, I made the great mistake of looking at something he did at one point in my life. It's kind of commercial because it landed on the Madden soundtrack because of the great powers of R.I.C. And um, that's the song Rings. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. yeah. I don't know his yeah, whole catalog. And, He's my favorite. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Ty's a super fan. I'm a
4: super racist. Yeah. Okay. Way. Well, yeah. Rings. <laughs> that's that's what like he talks in such a beautiful, succinct way about what drawing is. And I also like how... How how it feels to pick up another craft and fail at the expense of failing at another, yeah. and becoming great at one thing, and then revisiting the thing that you wanted to be good at and still failing at it. Like that song, is it's so they will cut you down just to count your rings. Like wow, yeah, like oh, like he's
2: tree rings.
4: Yeah, 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 and that's, yeah. that's <laughs> like you look at it. I looked at the song one way, and then one day, I just listened to it and I was like, oh my god, like why. He's infuriating. He's just, he's a, he's a thing undo his own, man. man that he's, guy will never take credit for it. I know. He'll never let you sell, you tell him like, if you give A-side rock a compliment, he diverts it to a compliment about somebody else. No, I think Every that's
0: why he, he, he must've blocked me on his uh, message. i <laughs> I've been try- I know he doesn't like to do interviews or anything, but I, mm-hmm. I like, I want to, I think he may know how
4: huge of a fan I am. So he uh-huh. probably
0: doesn't want to hear me dote over his.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't know if he, um, never, I don't know if he likes to just ignore the idea of height. So he doesn't know how highly, you know, skilled he is or what, but yeah, man, that's a guy that, you know, you gotta, you really gotta, you gotta figure out a way to get him to let it down for a second because he's just. I, I don't. I don't even know, man. He's just one of those guys, you know. Like there's certain people who do certain things, man. Like, and he does the thing that I, I'm certain about.
0: Yeah, I agree. He's my no, he's my number one. I had a chance to meet him because uh, uh, Rob Rob uh, Bobby Freedom was had mm-hmm. you know, been following my work for a while, and he would end up coming through town and through oh, on a Hell Mary Mellon show, and I got him. I got to meet him, but I didn't really get to talk to him. I really would love to. I keep trying at him. But, you know, I like I love the fact that on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. He has comments turned off and he's had that forever.
3: Yeah. I yeah. just
0: love the fact of, how, the, well, I don't know his reasoning behind it, but I feel like he's so confident. You don't need to have anybody else commenting on his shit. He puts it and says, here's what I made.
2: Well, comments get to in your head and I know. burrow in. And-
4: I, I love I love some good comments, man. Like well, I used to not comment on my comments at all. And now on my to-do list, I put up a, uh, like today is a comment day. So I'm going to scroll through my timelines and I'm going to engage those people in the comments just to see uh, what they have to say. Cause when I, when I first, you know, when I got announced as being part of strange famous um, I I'll never forget. Like one of the people who's part of like that whole like strange famous, man, they got this, this audience. It's like, man, they, they're so great. The strange fam and somebody commented. So he doesn't answer his comments and that, that shit fucked with me, man. Yeah, sure. I was like, yo, I was like, you know, who do I think I am? Right. You know, that I can like I used to just not do it because I I was like, man, I'm going to talk to this person forever and they're not going to like me or something mm. or, or whatever it is. And now I, I realize like, yo, this is where it starts. Why am I letting it in there? So now I, I go back. I, sometimes I like what them think, but I'm not going to circle back. But then I come back and um I hit them and I respond typically to, to almost every comment that gets left on, there's some posts that I leave alone. Like I put up a post about like the Kyle Rittenhouse thing and um, I didn't really engage those too much. I loved that
0: post. Thank Th- you,
4: thank that you. you. That, you, that, was oh, that, you that was the
0: one that you, that was the one I told, that. yeah, I told her the second it came up. That was the one where you, uh, there was at one point where you were like, I'm tired of people's memes. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I loved Cause I, I wrote that down. Cause I wanted to say, I fell in love with these, these two things that you wrote on that. Yeah, it was the one when, um, and I actually hate when someone asked me about something that I posted on my social media when I'm talking to them oh, in person. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't mind at all. Uh, for some reason, it's weird to me. I don't know. But, um, yeah, you, you said, uh, I just, uh, you said, I'm not interested in your memes that say the things you think, but are scared to say in public or around the people who actually know or deal with you on a frequent basis. I fucking yeah. loved that. I loved, um. How quick, uh, uh, yeah, you were interested on in how quick they are willing to let the cement dry on their opinions and then build entire worldviews on top of them. That is yeah. brilliant.
2: Well, <laughs> you get, and I know you, you're you finishing up, but um, that just brings me to like memetic warfare. You guys heard of that? It's like it's the countries using memes as warfare.
1: Oh, And I it know. is That's crazy
2: if you dive into that little rabbit hole but america t- america's doing it to other countries other countries are doing it to us oh, because oh yeah when man. you divide the system up and make it unstable it's you easier know easier to control easier to attack to control to and it's you know, just um, interesting
4: the uh that's that's horrifying my um the I, i'll tell you this since you you brought it you did bring it, a thing I, i'll tell you about how oh, that sorry. post happened I um so this this and this is kind of like the way my life is. All right, I that day I I get up on on those weekdays and I get up and I work out for like two hours and I go for a mile run. Then oh, wow. I work. Yeah, I work to get. Oh yeah, I, I, that's how. I, one of the things, exercise is one of the ways I combat depression. And um, I got up and I worked out. And that day I was supposed to take my car to Firestone to get inspected. I made the appointment and everything. Right, these Firestone people. It, things have been kind of weird lately they always someone inconsistent they take great care of me but i have to go through i always had to go around my ass get to my elbow and so i got up and i took time off and i, I worked out early so i could be on time for once because i almost cursed out a lady one time when i was late and i realized this is not the way for us so um i got there on time and everything same time written house for gets announced and um I'm, I just, the voice in my head when it speaks, man, I, I have to like, I have to say it, I gotta let it go. And so I, that day I had planned to drop my car off. I was gonna take a long walk to the mall, get coffee, uh, re- return a video game at GameStop because I just couldn't handle Mario Odyssey, I'm sorry. And um, I was just gonna kind of reflect on it, but the words just kept creeping. And so I got there and I went to turn my car in and they're like, oh, you're leaving it for the weekend. I was like, nah, bro, y'all told, Jay told me I could get that joint back by six. And they are like, nah, we're, we're backed up and uh, we're gonna need you to leave it. And I was like, well, I can't do that. Let's reschedule, which is why I have to go Saturday now to take my car. That's another story. But so I ended up um in the parking lot at Firestone, and I and I couldn't leave because I had to write that post. And um I sat there probably for about 40 minutes, man. <laughs> and and just, and those are the words that came. Yeah and it was. So, it started out kind of like what I thought, and then I realized that it wasn't even the the trial that I was talking about. It was people. Yeah, yeah. And I I had to get that off my chest and and leave it there because I refuse to harbor that negativity. It's not gonna live rent free in my head, and I refuse to say something negative about the fact that despite the amount of disappointment that. I might experience on my day to day basis from looking at people. I still believe in people, man.
0: Yeah. I, 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 and
4: I, it's just terrible.
0: I'm I've mostly been an optimist my whole life. Um, you know, the last year and a half I've lost some of my chair, but I, um, yeah, that's, it's rented so much space in my head. And, uh, I, I used to, one of the things I used to do is I'd write a whole post. And then I delete it before I posted it because I've got. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> it was a hel- it was like a helpful thing for me to get it off my chest. Then I felt fine. I discovered mm-hmm. when I posted stuff because it's not my lane. My my social media account, my artist account. I have people from my every you know I've hundreds of thousands of people that follow my work. Not for that, and that's fine. I'm free to say what I want, but that's not why they followed me. So it's just not my particular lane. Yeah. Like for you on your account, I follow your your Instagram account because I love the shit that you say, I love what you have to say. Um, but anyway, so that whole thing has been, um, I, I used to use my wife as the one to dump it, but then I realized that's not a healthy, um, a place to like always dump my shit to her. Then she has to process it. And we've, we're both pretty respectful, respectful to each other with that. So I haven't found an outlet of where I, and my artwork's usually where I dump it, but that mm-hmm. whole thing we that night that night we were actually at a bar. We went to a bar to have dinner with some friends and it
2: was outside. It was
0: an outside, yeah, an, out, an outdoor area. Mm-hmm. And a guy in the back of the corner, I don't I cannot understand this. It's just been driving me nuts, but the day of the verdict he was in the back and he just kept screaming free baby kyle rittenhouse is free and then it would go quiet and i was like he's got to be joking or like what is it his fucking nephew like why is he so invested in this and then and then he started chanting like kyle rittenhouse and i just still to this day that has been eating me up i didn't turn to say anything i don't even know what to say and look i'll be honest someone that's chanting that W- whether I go over and say something, I'm a hothead, and mm-hmm. um, someone that's chanting that is probably armed to the teeth anyway. I'm not willing to die <laughs> on that sword. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and I also I hate the whole everything about it. But I'm just I'm so surprised at how invested he was in it. And the only thing I can compute is that. It gave him a him to feel like that. I'm free to fucking say what I want to, whatever color you are, whoever you are in public.
4: People like that, man, people like that are living to die because they're dying to live. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Because they're probably miserable in life, trying hard to be some sort of unique version of themselves, but there's, they
4: need an. They need an other in order to be, and that's why their existence will always be derivative, and they'll never be free.
0: Well, yeah, that one shocked me just because usually people take to social media to do that change. Yeah, yeah. And oh, he, yeah he, was, he was doing it in public. Yeah, that's
4: that's some scary shit, <laughs> and the, yeah, bro. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. You're that, right because I was kind of scared. I'm new. I'm not scared at a bar. Like I'm, I'm thick and I can throw it, but I don't care about that. I'm just yeah, saying. But
4: if it's not scary, like you're afraid of this person, it's yeah. the principle and the premise. Yeah. And the fact that, um, I mean, being vocal it certainly evokes certain things. Like for me, like I wrote a piece for the um, the Journal of American Folklore for the University of Illinois Press and George Mason University. And the the most important moment of the entire thing in, in Richmond last year during all the craziness, it wasn't necessarily a speech I gave or any of the stuff that came from that. it was, when I was downtown, man, and I saw those two girls walking down the street and they had the Black Lives Matter sign and it was a dark, dark, warm night. And then when they saw me and they were on the same side of the street as me, they immediately walked to the other side. Wow. And I was like, this is where we are. It's, it's. this is, you You say that you have, um, that I'm that apparently a matter or whatever it is. Right.
2: And that you're my equal.
4: Yeah, but as soon as you saw me, you were afraid and you hardened your heart and you stiff necked me. And it didn't, I didn't look at it as like, you bitches, blah, blah, blah. It was just like, yo it's that the work, It just is proof that the work that needs to be done is going to have to be within. Yep. The revolution will not be televised because it's based upon the epiphanies. It's the self-revelation and realization. And also that has to come from self-inventory and self-assessment. I had a corporate executive I talked with and he was like, what do I do? And I was like, you look at your life and you make one decision at a time in light of this new information. Instead of holding it against yourself, think about it. Because I mean, you look at the business of white guilt, and white privilege, or whatever, like, I got a homie who's a Republican, but he's a grinding piece of shit, and I love him. And um, he and I were talking about white privilege, and I was like, what, are you supposed to if a cop lets you go because you're white, are you supposed to stop the cop and say, no, give me a ticket? Like, that, that's not it. What it is is that you look at your life and you try to find better ways to exhibit compassion for others mm-hmm. and um, and recognize or empathize but not sympathize and put yourself in someone else's shoes but still admit that you'll never be able to walk their path. But maybe you can find a way to help them just by not doing something against them. Even if you didn't know you were doing it before, man, right. like get past your presence so you can define your and decide what your future is instead of looking at your past to be present. You know, like there's there's things that need to be done that only people can do for themselves. And so, you know, like you said about overnight success, you know what I'm saying? I always say, I say in one of my songs, I'm an overnight success and I ain't slept yet. and um like i've always hated the term of conscious music because conscious music is indicative of an unconscious listener i just believe that um you know wisdom is recognized by those wise understanding you know it it never comes from above it comes from within that's why it's under yeah life is a mustache man it's right beneath your nose
0: (laughs) yeah man you're you're like Chock full of all like perfect lines for everything. Do
2: you just write everything? You need to write every thought you ever have down
4: I, I just, I honestly, the way that I, the way that I, uh, I open myself up to the universe is what I always say, and I, I encourage people, and even you, if you ever want to know what the universe has to say to you, message me, and I'll tell you what it says. Yeah, and that's how I speak. I don't think that often because I, I you know what I'm saying I know, I know that I thought, but. I don't. I don't think that often. I, I just let it exist and let it be. It's not to say that I'm reckless or that I'm aimless. No. I just, I'm where I am and um, I'm who I am. And so, and this is what it, what it is. And I've been to become, and I'm become because I'm becoming. And therefore, that constant cycle helps me to reassess and and grow, hopefully, and not just change. You know, like change without growth is just a consequence.
0: Yeah, that's right. Man, let, well, let me, uh, well, let me, I'll go to, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll wrap us, I'll wrap us with a few, with a, with a, just a couple of quick things. Do you consider yourself a freestyle, or no, I guess you don't, con- no, I don't want
2: to
4: leave. I, that I freestyle, you I yeah. can, I, I will freestyle yeah. about anything at you any time.
2: 40 albums of it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. let me, uh, hit, let me hit you with this pe- some people that I've always sort of thought was pretty good free sauce. I'll use them as some social, I mean, as some Sophie's choices. Mm. Well, the one on this one's probably, maybe not, but cannabis or ludicrous.
4: Uh, just either or. Yeah. Luda. Um,
0: and then you said something about video games. So this is the only one I could come up with for this guy that I think is awesome, but, um, Mm. super Mario or supernatural.
4: Uh, supernatural.
0: <laughs> I couldn't find anything to go along with him, but I, he used to be one of my favorite freestylers. Like, I don't know what he's up to these days, but yeah, he. I saw him live once and dropped. I dropped dead with like the shit he was doing. Um, mm. Lil Kim or Rock Kim?
4: Ooh, that, that strangely enough, that is a tough one. But I'm gonna stick with Rock Kim.
0: Awesome. Um, I like to wrap up the show with a trivia question. All right. And. I'm gonna say easy medium hard or impossible which would you prefer
4: well I do the impo- I do the impossible every week
0: all right
2: impossible burger
0: yeah
4: mm, I don't
3: have beef with that
2: <laughs> me neither
0: uh, which contemporary Japanese artist is sometimes called the princess of polka dots
4: uh, yo i have no idea i'm just or, i'm just over here trying to connect the dots
0: you were close with y with yo because it's yayoi yayo kusama um
4: ah, word <laughs> I, I will always keep that inside of me you know what i'm saying um yayo kusama yeah yeah yayoi yayoi kusama all right well then like a freestyle i'm gonna be like connect that's like yayoi kusama i don't need no poker and then, you know, every folk would take a shot, but they can't ever realize that they already occupy their spot. Lack it or not, whatever it may be, the cipher begins as soon as it's complete.
0: Hells yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> well, final philosophical question that I do at the end of the show, it is gonna be this. Dubs, does, does observation alter an event?
4: Ooh, science. Um, yes.
0: Brilliant, I agree. So, uh, thanks so much for joining us. What, what, what's, what's in the future for yourself? Uh, what, what should we, what does the audience need to know about?
4: Ooh. Okay. So one, there's a gigantic top secret record coming that is going to knock your socks and your feet off. And it's going to change the landscape of much of what you would think an underground MC is capable of accomplishing. And it's done for the right reason with the right people. I can't tell you what it is, but it's meteoric and I need all fingers crossed horizontally and vertically That it comes to completion that's exciting thank you number two is um of course we got some more videos coming off the time is the price and also i believe we're doing one for um, my record on alexander brown brown's album um i've got a couple more projects certainly already ready and uh, i'll be harassing strange famous for us to figure out the calendar uh, the next goal is a tour. I'm going up to Maine to headline a show on December 13th. And then I might stay another day and go do a show in New Hampshire. So waiting on confirmation there. But next year I intend to tour uh, and do some stuff in the Midwest because I got a lot of people in you know, Minneapolis that love me and would not too. Um The main thing is that I I just plan on continuing to try to give people a different perspective in the sense that um. I want them to feel valued instead of to look at me like I have something to offer. If I can present art or a language or anything that helps people see how great and important they are and how much they can do in their world, my job is done. And my goal is not to accumulate a pile of players or revenue or attention, but to help you look at yourself more in a positive light. And that can only happen one person at a time. And that's through empowerment, learning, if necessary for me to gain, that uh, opportunity, whatever it may cost me, I'm dedicated to it and 100% thankful for this opportunity to to live within my purpose.
0: Yeah, beautifully said. What do? You, how do you prefer people to? Um... Uh, consume your music. What's the preferred? What's the preference? Uh,
4: I mean, if you want to spend money, you can. You can always go buy it at Bandcamp. But if you want to spend time, and that's all you got is time and attention, and you're happy that you can make enough money just to survive off of your nine ninety nine a month or whatever it is, stream it. I don't really care. My music is only a stepping stone for us to engage in a dialogue. Listen to my music, and then hit me up and tell me what you think. Because I'd rather hear from you than you hear me. Uh, do you have a package on your Bandcamp
0: that you can buy every album at one price?
4: Yeah, yeah, there is okay. a uh, an all at one joint. I believe it's like a buck fifty, um, something like that. Maybe I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm, pretty, I'm all, I'll I'm be hitting that up today. Price, I'm a name your price kind of guy. Okay, and um, and I just really just want people to understand like how much I appreciate the fact that they even care. Well, I'm grabbing right.
0: the whole catalog today. I'm mean, a huge support. I love Bandcamp. I love the, the idea of um, getting getting money into the hands of the artists who've, who've created it. So
4: be prepared for the overflow of things. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you when you navigate it, it is as much of a chronological pattern as I could put it. But I'm gonna tell you, the now stuff is really special to me because that's me living. Yeah. And um and me living live and um the stuff like from Lick State of Mind up to the future. And uh, this is hip hop and all that like that is an era of my life that is directly, I believe, tied to this moment like it went, I went okay. from there to title to anti to now to now and um, I just really hope that um, it's a lot so good yeah. luck going through it <laughs> but um there's There's a lot there, and I hope that you just find something i I, I hope that it's not a lot in a haystack and that there's a needle, but I hope it's not too many needles as you start looking for a haystack right well
0: i I forget to ask people this because this is something I really love to ask. Um, hmm. what do you what's the album of yours that you prefer? Uh, for people to get their feet wet, if they've never heard of you, what's the one that's going to, you think is going to, is really representative of your, your work and is going to con- make them continue into going into listening? Uh, more? Time
4: is the price, man. The new one, the, the latest or whatever you want to call it, the strange famous debut. Time is the price because that was not the one that I thought it would be. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's why it is.
0: And that's the one like, that hooked me. So I, I'm glad yeah. that you say that. Cause that I'm, I'm in all the way.
4: The, thank you. Thank you. I mean, it, it's, I I can't say enough how Mokes created the soundscape for me to tell my story. And he came, he came with the vocabulary that matched mine and gave me the chance to give you my word. And uh, also, of course, listen to Atmospheres album. I'm on there too.
0: Yeah. But, um,
4: like, yo, just time is the price. Start there and then go crazy. And please, 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 all my social media only exist so that you can say something to me and I can say something back to you. Don't just like and subscribe and all that stupid stuff. <laughs> have some Comment, music. And if you have music, and this is the other thing. If you have music, if you're an artist and you have music, hit me up. I only play hip hop and, you know, typically on my shows, but hit me up. I'll play your music on my oh, radio cool. shows. I'll tell you why I won't play it. If I won't play it yeah. and I'll, um and I'll give you my opinion. I have artists who hit me up all the time and just say, Hey, and they think that because I'm in a position that they perceive me to be, that I won't take the time to check them out. It might That's take cool. me a little bit to get to it, but I always hit them yeah. back. I always give them feedback. And I, I love to, if I can, include them in my radio broadcast on 97.3 FM and 90.1 FM. I um, I just really want to I do the one thing that I've learned the most about success is about, which is share it. Yeah. It's all about sharing.
0: You're so, great at that, at, for people to send music to, to, to give them your, your opinion, because you're really, your your use of words are is, um, is is you know the right words you're very disc- you just have it so i think that you're great Thank at that. You. i get asked all the time and i'm like i'm not the right person to ask to <laughs> critique your work cuz i don't i just my word is like oh that's awesome <laughs> like,
4: yeah, yeah, I, i'm yeah, not yeah, that yeah. good at it so. i feel you no no i I, uh, I really try to give people like succinct but constructive um feedback instead of just criticism and I always try to remind them. One of the best pieces of advice that Slug gave me ever was, you can always make more art, man. Yeah. It comes right. from you. Yeah.
2: I'm to pee my pants. Oh, sorry.
0: Go, I, I got to say this. Go, I, the one last, I just want to say this. One thing I heard once that I really loved was change one word, and it makes a huge effect. So when you're talking to somebody, instead of saying, can I ask your opinion on something, just change the word to, can I ask your advice? And people are more uh, uh, apt to step to you and give you advice rather than uh, start feeding you and critiquing you and giving you all this, their opinion. People like to give advice. All right, man, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, you're you're really incredible. And I look forward to um, hopefully that we can be able to wrap with each other uh, uh, throughout the future and and, uh, as time comes on.
4: Absolutely. Always hit me. I'm always here. And thank you again. Both of you are incredible. I wish you the best. And I'm thank going you. to tell you, this is my last thing I'm going to say to you before she pees <laughs> the like... pins. Is that I am that as much as your bladder is full. <laughs> I know that your children are full of wisdom, love and life and light thank from the both of you. So, thank you You know, I Super hope that nice you, meeting you likewise, and you're gonna bring you brought incredible people into this world. I <laughs> wish thank you the you. best.
0: Oh, I'll I'll, I'll email you and send you this uh, cuz I'm sending you this drawing is I got I want to put more detail into it and stuff so Oh it's
4: beautiful. Thank you. My All mom man. can't wait to see it by the way.
0: All right, cheers. Tell Have a good mellow. rest here. Yeah, tell your
3: tell your okay. you mom hello. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you, peace. that
2: was close. I almost didn't make it.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe we, did we just run a commercial? <clears throat> I don't know.
2: <laughs> I had to just stop and go pee.
0: Um. Well, that was um. Wow, huh?
2: Yeah, he's. I'm his number one fan.
0: <laughs> I, I, I. Uh, God, damn, man! Like speaking with people like that. There are two types of people. There are for me when I'm in a conversation with them. One of them, who is so. Who a, who can navigate the language so well, but there's the weird cockiness about them. Those people I am turned off by. Then there's other people whose use of the language is um, empowering and inspiring, mm-hmm. and um, he's definitely he's one of those. It it makes it like turns me on. It's like I love it. Yeah, I, I know
2: you know how I don't ever go back and listen or watch these, but I might have to on this one because. He is so profound and deep that I am sure I didn't get what he, like half of what he was saying, just like what I was saying on his TED talk. I have to go back and listen to it 10 more times to like really let it, to understand his, what yeah, he's there, saying. There like were, his words are so great. And his,
0: there were a couple of them when he'd stop, where he was, he said, where it was short, he said what he said. And, and he I had st- to like, you know, and i like, yeah, yeah, he'd be like, oh shit, that was so profound. <laughs> Yeah. He
2: said something about, which I really liked towards the end, um, I wrote it down so that I didn't forget it, but an unconscious listener.
0: Yeah, 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 I like that.
2: I loved that because I've been listening to a lot of stuff for a long time and only recently have I started to hear consciously of what people were saying. So.
0: Yeah, I noticed that I have gotten much better at, instead of just using it as the sound wave because i always just use the music as a wave for drawing mostly but now I'm, since we started doing the, the podcast and the show i am actually listening to what people are saying in their lyrics and mm-hmm. and the things that they have to say um it's uh, it changes what the music is so it makes going back and listen to some old music even more fun so mm-hmm. he's got a lot of music that I've got a, I'm gonna be listening into in the studio mm-hmm. a lot, a lot that I want to hear what he has to say. So um, yeah, it was it was really cool talking with him.
2: Uh, I think we went on a little long.
0: Uh, yeah, it was about a two hour, two and a half hours, but that's okay. I think you know think if you like what he has to say, you, there's no reason that you should stop. You can also listen to the, uh, listen and watch the show in chunks, like you don't have to take it all at once. I know I used to be concerned about it, but from here on out, I'm, I'm giving you what we recorded. And, and, and
2: either you it? like what you're listening to, or you don't. That's right. And on all of these kind of platforms, either you just listen or you skip it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. he's definitely one that I hope you. I hope it. I hope you made it to this far.
2: Oh, I don't think anybody skipped it.
0: Yeah. Well, some people don't want to hear it. Do I? Am I going to need to? You know, I don't like to get um, into too much. For myself, political stuff, but
2: I know. But we kind of went there, and I think it's okay. Yeah, like how can you not? It's almost irresponsible not to.
0: Well, that thing, I that story I told, that shook me. It still is. It's still something that's in my head that's really eaten away at me. And I and I and I'm, yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, you went and got rid of a bunch of stuff on your phone.
0: Yeah, it bothered. It just yeah, it just bothered me. It made me feel. I used to be able to. I feel like I would walk around. I feel safe at places. And now I've, I've, I ever since then, I've found myself like going even into the hardware store, kind of like side eyeing and looking like, is this the person that's now going to like, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. And I don't, and like I was trying to say, I don't care what position you have on any of it. I don't understand why anyone would be so invested in it. It had nothing. I mean, obviously there, you know, yes. Yeah. See, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> dumb. Yeah. I just, I just what what like that i don't know anyway um so it was awesome it was an awesome chat with um with uh black Lake and uh oh i'm gonna get this drawing i'm you yeah, i'm thankful to you for that for that idea because that I, that was fun
2: i'm excited for all of his new stuff coming out
0: me too and I'm, i
2: was i really am wondering like if sage was like wow how come i didn't sign, sign this guy a while ago
0: well when you were bringing that up i was thinking um the right things always happen at the right time.
2: Yeah.
0: So maybe the time wasn't right. What and maybe he
2: wasn't, at, maybe he didn't know. Cause I, I only thought that because I scrolled through his um, band camp and saw so many albums that I'm like, but then he did mention that those are a lot of his freestyles from the radio. his radio show. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: Well, check him out. Go to his Bandcamp. camp. It's uh, blacklick. Uh, that's blackliq.bandcamp.com. Uh, you should probably go support him. I, I'm I'm I'll be downloading his entire catalog as soon as we get off of here and um check him out on his Instagrams. That's uh, all of his Instagrams, I think, too, are just blacklick. I kind of uh,
2: think he has merch on there.
0: He does, I think he had well, I know on the strange famous and uh, the strange oh, famous right. dot com, you can get to, uh his, there's shirts there with his if you go up to the top that there's merch. Oh, no, yeah, there's not no, merch, so yeah. Much. He's got shirts and stuff Strange on there on strangefamousrecords.com. Um, I guess that's it.
2: I guess so. I had some things I was going to say. Go
0: ahead, Sam. We're here. I mean, But I've
2: totally forgotten. I have so many notes all over my paper that I don't even know. So. Well, don't forget
0: to speak right into your mic, too. Oh,
2: sorry. <laughs> uh, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. If you like
0: yeah, where'd did that thumbs here? up come up from? I don't
2: know. Did you see it was yeah, shocking It was a ghost because I was talking about ghosts.
0: Someone's watching. I was gonna. I had so many things I needed to ask. I didn't need to. I I didn't get to a tr- 18 of the questions because there was no need because everything he was saying was good enough. That's awesome. Yeah, so good, and I'm glad that yeah. Go watch Devil's Advocate, people. Oh
2: yeah, I need to watch that.
0: I wanted to tell him on his so his he had a friend. I get I think it's a friend of his the album cover of his album that was inspired by devil's advocate is a drawing of this huge painting that al pacino's character and the devil's advocate has behind him it's this really crazy like almost like spirits and stuff but the guy that's what the, he had an artist friend draw based on that uh and that's the album cover it's really it's really awesome and i loved his Fiona apple uh yeah, that, that was whole cool. concept I that album's that cool
2: whole story about that too
0: did you hear that album
2: Mm-mm.
0: that's when when we f- first got the message from that when i was out here working i re-listened to his whole new album the whole time i was coming up with stuff and then that i kept listening to that fiona al- apple album it's called title t-i-t-l-e and that album's really fantastic so check that one out adrian suggests anti right mm-hmm. that was one of your favorites and then obviously Blacklick wants you to listen to all of his um the Now albums, those are all live recordings. And I listened to some of those. And it, it, He's just, it's awesome all the way around. So, and I'm, I'm I, uh, when he, did you see me perk up when he said he's, uh, he DMs with uh, Aesop Rock?
2: And you're like, please.
0: <laughs> I'm like, hey, what, can you send him a message? I want to have him on the show so bad. And I won't, if I, we ever got a chance to be him. I never treat anyone like that. Like, oh, you're so great. And, I, you know, no one wants to hear that too much.
2: No, you just go. Uh, no no not starstruck. at all
0: no i did want to, i forgot to mention to him about the Saul williams thing i think he would take that as a compliment but maybe oh well.
2: maybe he'll watch maybe or listen. i
0: hope he does i hope he realizes uh, i'm sure he understands that uh he's got two, two really big fans here <laughs> and uh <laughs> i hope that you're you'll all be big fans of of, of his and check him out so anything
2: um, else Put something in the comment section if you like what you saw or if you had a question you wanted to ask i don't
0: know yeah hit us up i guess Give we're doing review. sponsors now. i don't know i still feel <laughs> weird about that really this thing is about just another avenue for my art like to create my artwork and stuff oh, it's but,
2: just it's fine if someone wants to sponsor that's fine okay
0: yeah i just yeah you know my big thing about it i don't want to exploit people who like my work i don't want to try to listen
2: if they're watching this on youtube they're probably getting ads anyway
0: okay all right well yeah. leave us a comment follow art by ty at instagram and facebook if you want i prefer instagram and uh i only prefer twitter just because i got nothing there and now it's like an obsession for me so you can follow that art by ty on twitter twitter and um artbytai.com to buy my artwork and see my artwork and uh, thank you everybody please share the show DoD45 with your friends and uh, go ahead and leave a comment see if it's someone else who you think we should be uh, having a discussion with on the show okay that's it for now thanks for joining us bye cheers
1: bad thoughts in my head take place in my bed and i don't have to lie but i do that instead
2: things that need to be said poison in my brain like